0: Smoke a Lucky to feel your level best. Get on the Lucky level where it's fun to be alive. Get a carton of Luckies and get started today. Hello
1: and welcome to Ram and the Culling of the Yule Beasts.
2: Greetings, everyone. I am Alex, and joining me today for this episode of Ram Jack is our good friend also happens to be our co-host and that's brad hello
1: hello don't hello respond. don't you do it
2: i'm sorry brad i feel like we've gotten off on the on the wrong foot already we didn't we didn't start in the new way we should always start you seem to be drawing a blank friend i how can you I'm not really, know how really we should start the podcast now oh no maybe maybe we should just maybe maybe just reintroduce the show or start to and I'll interrupt you with how we should start the show from now on okay all right sure
1: hello
3: hi how is everyone
2: (laughs) Jesus lucky strike tobacco man hey listen
1: listen it's it that's how you want to celebrate the holidays you Mm -hmm. can say you can say happy holidays 200 ways with the gayest gift of all. <laughs> I
2: I love old radio commercials, man.
1: Oh, it's so good. I, it's, I, what I, it's, it's what I spend
2: my childhood listening to. Nothing prepared me for the yodel at the beginning. What seemed to me like a yodel, Brad later hmm. told me. Okay, so we're, we're going to be watching, watching, listening to an old episode of the Jack Benny show. It's Christmas. It's awesome. You'll love it. And at the very beginning, there's like two words and then suddenly a man, just an auctioneer, starts saying tons of stuff. Who knows what he's saying? I think it's gibberish until he says sold American. But all I heard, I didn't even hear sold. All I heard was numbers, a stream of consciousness flowing at a speed that I could not understand and just end on American. And I thought, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) And then lucky strikes at me.
1: That's, that's how they do it. That's how they do it.
2: That's how the professionals do it, Brad. It's something that I didn't realize we needed to do on the podcast until today, and I apologize.
1: I, we, we got to happy holidays, <laughs>
2: guys. We got a great show. Tons of holiday stuff. We're in the middle of it.
1: We're in it. We're in the
2: middle. There's of no it.
1: escape. There's no fucking escape.
2: Can't escape. Wouldn't Can't. want. Wouldn't want to. Wouldn't no. want to.
1: No, I just set up a tree. Ah, ah solstice tree.
2: Got our sausage tree up. I mean, it's the time of the season, mate.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Guys, um, yeah, this is this is gonna be a fun, crazy episode of Ramjack. Brad, I want to yes. hear about what happened on your your holidays. Mm. This what you past on your
1: holidays. What
2: are... Yeah, we went we went traveling. Just some random stories from the trip down to Tennessee. Um, Brad, let me start this by asking you a question. Can you oh, remember boy. the first thing, and you may not even remember, maybe it's something um, your grandmother told you about or you know, your some something in your family? What was the first thing you obsessed over as a child?
1: I mean, if I had to make a guess, I would probably say, uh, probably he man.
2: Yeah, like, I mean, I mean obviously, we all yeah, kind of obsessed you know, over He-Man.
1: Come on, it's pretty rad.
2: Brad just pulled out of nowhere, like a magi- like a field magician on a football field, <laughs> a Hordak action figure, and waved in it in may- front of my face.
1: It may be my tree topper. It
2: has to be your tree topper.
1: I don't know, I think Skeletor might look cooler up there. So
2: A we'll He-Man-themed see- Christmas or solstice tree is everything this season needs. That's the best yeah. way to finish out 2016.
1: Fuck, yes.
2: A He-Man Christmas. I didn't even think about that. Now I'm going to put all of Joey's Legos on the Christmas tree. Nice. Write right home via letter, not uh, email, and demand my old action figures. Mm. I'm going to make put them on my Christmas tree. Ah. I got a solstice to celebrate, damn it. I say that because Joey has had his obsessions, but his first obsession as a kid who's a little bit... I guess more aware I mean you're you see moments of clarity from a kid between the ages of three maybe to four now that Joey's six he's like he knows stuff and he and this is one of the first things that's really captured his mind we were in a target uh, back in Tennessee which wow markedly different I mean they all look the same but the clientele markedly different
1: oh, I'm sure <laughs>
2: I don't even know how to explain it Uh <sighs> But we're in Target. We're going down the toy house, looking at stuff, getting ideas for what we might want for Christmas. And he sees um, merchandise from a video game called Five Nights at Freddy's. Are you familiar with this?
1: I keep seeing it places, but I don't know what it is because I'm an old man.
2: Um, I see about it. I've heard about it a lot. See about it is a nonsense phrase. I'm so sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Um,
1: Oh, boy. Falling off the rails already.
2: Yeah. um, So... It's a video game where you're a security guard and you're supposed to monitor a Chuck E. Cheese-like establishment. And the animatronics have gone haywire. Oh no. To the point of being murderous. And if you can't keep your eye on them, because when you see them, they freeze, and they're like, oh hey, you didn't see me move. They don't talk to you, but they kind of freeze there. You have to like shut doors to keep yourself safe. Um... If you don't do that, you die. But it's it's an anxiety horror video game because there's like the hum of a light the whole time. You can just kind of pan back and forth. Someone calls you on the phone and is like telling you stuff he's a former security guard. And if one of the creatures gets you, one of the animatronics, Because you look, you check all your security cameras, and you'll see them there, and then you'll see them gone. You'll see other security cameras kind of missing. At one point, there's one of them that runs down a hallway. Absolutely terrifying. But you don't know when they're going to strike. You can kind of see them in, like, the darkness if you shine a flashlight. Because there's a dark, it's pitch black. The power in this place is going down, Brad. Um, You only have a limited amount of power through the night. See, so you check your doors, and it's pitch black, you shine a light, and one of them will be there, and you have to shut the door. If you don't do all this cr- properly, they jump out at you, and they scream, and it's it's a jump scare insanity. We see toys of this in Target, and Joey says, what's that? Immediately, I say, well, you know, that's, that's something called Five Nights at Freddy's. It's a video game. It's about, it's kind of based on this thing called Chuck E. Cheese's they kinda had him when I was little. There's these giant robots that sing to you in a restaurant with pizza. And he's and he looks at me, brow furrowed, and says, What? <laughs> <laughs> I try to explain more to him while we're in Target. He looks at the toys and is kind of understanding it. He says, So what do these do in the game? Like, do they serve pizza? Like, no Joey. Apparently in the game these are murderous animatronics. They've like developed minds of their own and they're after you at your security guard. Really? Yeah, Joey, that's that's what it is. So do you want to go so let's you want to go look at other toys? No, I want to hang here with this Five Nights at Freddy's stuff and really get to the bottom of it. After about 5 minutes of explaining everything to him, I get out my phone and show him a video of it on YouTube, and for the rest of the trip up until now, he has obsessed with it. <laughs> hasn't played the game, but watched reviews of it on YouTube, which aren't scary. I mean, and after a while, it's not really scary at all. It's kind of morbid, I would say, especially for like a six-year-old, but I mean, Ghostbusters is pretty morbid, and I was watching that when I was three and four, so.
1: Yeah, whatever, yeah, come on, come on.
2: He started watching, um, there's a YouTube channel called Game Theory, where they go over video game, like, theories. I mean, which is pretty funny, um, about Five Nights at Freddy's. He's marathoned them, always very serious. Talks to me about his guesses for the game plots. He is deep into this thing. Wow. <laughs> so that was kind of weird. Um, mainly because it informed our entire trip. We would be out and about and he would just randomly bring it up. My parents would be talking to him. It'd be like we're opening presents. Oh, what'd you get? Oh, I got all these Pokemon cards. You know what this card reminds me of? Have you guys ever heard of Five Nights at Freddy's? (laughs) What's that? Joey told everyone he could, anyone who would listen. Amazing. On the way home, he gave all of us roles. He's like, if we had to put ourselves in the game as a family, I guess I would be foxy. Alex, you sing, so you could be Freddy. At one point, we were singing Christmas songs as the animatronic band. (laughs) each fulfilling our roles as the bandmates. (laughs) I would sing, and then Joey would do saxophone solos as (laughs) the Fox (laughs) animatronic. Emily would try to, like, accompany me singing, and he would say, No, stop. That is not what Ducky does. Ducky has the cake and plays the drums. You cannot sing. Amazing. Everything started coming around this game to him.
1: That's, that's, That's why it's so hot. I guess well, like man they got some they got something there. They really got something.
2: <laughs> they really do. Like did capture the imagination of children. And apparently <gasps> feel- it's something all all kids like cuz I thought this is pretty mature for like a target children's toy aisle, right? But I guess it's not. I mean it's just jump scares. It's kind of scary imagery, but there's no like blood. I mean they make mention of like murder and stuff, I guess, in some of the later games, but the first one it's just jump scares. It's like well, it doesn't playing a matter movie. Kids don't
1: really play video games. They just watch um, YouTube videos of other people talking about video games now.
2: And that's that's, that's what Joey did. That's what kids do. Joey <laughs> fell asleep. We were watching a Let's Play video of the third Freddy of uh, Five Nights at Freddy's game. I we were in the hotel. Emily was gone. She was asleep. Me and Joey. Joey's sitting up like wide eyed. I was like, Joey, let's lay on the bed and watch it. Lays on the bed, cuddles his little stuffed animals, close to me as possible. And we both fall asleep watching a YouTube video about Freddy, Five Nights at Freddy's, the third installment. Debating who the who Golden Freddy is. It's, it's wow. crazy. So that was a large part of the tramp, was Joey's obsession with Five Nights at Freddy's. Speaking of people in the South, Brad, what do you think... I'm going to name something... I'm going to name a, a series of things. and You tell me whether it's appropriate breakfast food. Can you All do right. that for me, please? Will do. Toast. Yes. Toast is a good thing. Joey has learned to make toast, and by that, he's learned to put bread in a toaster, drop it, pop it up, and put butter on it, and he serves it as as a chef would. He's like, here is my toast I made for you. And me put a little butter garnish on there, which is really just a slab of butter. I mean, he's a child. He can't really. It's a little uneven. That's his favorite thing to make. But that's a breakfast food. Right. How about a grapefruit? Sure. Okay. How about a chocolate brownie? Covered in frosting with candy bits on the top as well. Like basically MMs.
1: I I would say probably not the best breakfast. No.
2: Not the best breakfast.
1: Not the best breakfast. But I mean really when it comes down to it, is it that far from a muffin? Like That's what I'm kidding.
2: Who are we kidding? That's what I That's what I, I mean, what's the difference between that and like a waffle or like oh, even a bagel, yeah. man? I mean, a bagel is so packed with calories and even like certain bagels are just not healthy for you, which is yeah. okay. Because if you're going, it depends on what you mean by health. I mean, if you eat a bagel right. and you can use all those carbs that you inject, then sure, that's great. Even if you don't use them all, maybe that's okay. Okay. But a brownie is interesting when you see it in the wild for breakfast. We went yeah. to the we went to the Good continental. Choice. There was a continental breakfast, Brad, at one of the hotels we stayed at in how, how Elizabethtown, fancy. Kentucky.
1: Oh. oh, Elizabethtown! Oh, okay. yeah.
2: And one of the kids there surveyed the uh, the food: toast, muffins, waffles, cereal, eggs, bacon, fruit. Gross. Fuck yogurt. I want a brownie. I watched a kid have a brownie for breakfast, and it was kind of disturbing. This kid also had black coffee um, that he added tons of sugar to, and I was wondering, how, how is this possible? <laughs> first off, where did the brownie come from? Where did this first giant all, uh, all, brownie come from? First of all, this sounds really
1: good right now. I just want to say, some coffee and look, a
2: brownie. Oh, fuck. Look, a wonderful pastry, frosted correctly, with a right, like... I guess candy garnish with a nice coffee is good. For an adult.
1: I, I think we need to stop frosting brownies.
2: You're not a fro- a frosting brownie guy?
1: I just feel like a brownie is a brownie, a cake is cake. Let's not blur these lines.
2: I've had some really good frosted brownies, but you're right, I prefer brownies just as they let's, are. Let's
1: just enjoy, we have a dense uh, chocolate treat. We don't need to like go put frosting on it. It's, already, it's, it's our brownie, it's already there
2: is it dissimilar from someone putting sugar on frosted flakes <laughs> no in fact that's identical would you put sugar on your frosted flakes and of course you're not going to put frosting on our brownie yeah
1: there was a child um that was like standard operating procedure at the, my house like there's frosted flakes oh my grandparents are
2: straightened up putting some sugar on that oh we've talked we talked about yeah my grandparents did the same thing like what's the deal guys I remember one guy I worked with said, did you ever put butter on toast and then put sugar on the butter? No.
3: <laughs> Why
2: would I do that?
1: My grandmother used to like, for like a snack, like a late night snack, karo syrup, butter, and sugar. Just put it on a plate, mix it up, have it with some saltine crackers.
2: But she would at least use crackers as a base. In my mind, at oh, yeah. first, she had a spoon and was just eating it. Like some wooden no, pudding. No, she just
1: got a, she just got, got Or a, plate, a custard. Just like stir it up like, dip a cracker in it. Like, that's crazy to me.
2: That's nuts. I don't know about that. I mean, there's the southern of like jelly and butter and mixing those things, which I thought was also weird. No. Nah. I mean, I, I'm sorry, guys. Alpha Top of the Podcast is just traveling home. You, you come across a few things and you're like, sure wait you a minute. All this troops come, all this keeps flooding back.
4: Did
1: you go to the old country store?
2: <laughs> no, not this time. We passed it. <gasps> oh. I mean, I can't really, I, off the top of my head, just immediately think of anything else that's going on down there. Because nothing is going on down there. Mm. Spent, like, Friday driving, most of it. or in a hotel, so I didn't really get to partake in any of those deals. But oh. I didn't really, I, there wasn't much I was looking for.
1: You know, that was the weird for me, too. Like... Uh, we went out, like, we went out Thanksgiving nights. obviously. Um, mm-hmm. we hit JCPenney's, um, hit Target, hit Best Buy. I don't know, I just, like, I don't know. Maybe it was because I was tired and I took a nap before we went out, and then I was just kind of chill, and I was like, yeah, I don't, not really looking for anything. At Target, I looked at trees, and I was like, oh, there's gonna be a sale. I'm gonna, tomorrow, I'm gonna order this.
2: Yeah, we order everything now. Yeah. Who needs to go to, who needs to go to the store? And this, the spectacle is almost gone now.
1: I oh, the spectacle is completely gone. Like when we went out, like there was a there was a bit of a line at a JC but I mean, not like a long line. It was like I don't know. I think Tammy was in line for like 15 minutes checking out, but that's just because they were being really, really slow about everything. And also, the air conditioner wasn't working, which was not fun.
2: Well, that's a nightmare scenario. That's the beginning yeah. of a nightmare.
1: I went up to the upstairs portion of the JCPenney's, and I was Mm -hmm. like, oh no, I'm going back down because it's a fucking furnace. Hey, Florida, it's not allowed for you not to have air conditioning at any time. Especially not on this Thanksgiving Black Friday.
2: Yeah. Indeed. Hold up. The only thing I guess that we did buy was a new microwave, but that was something I bought today well past the holiday. I mean, this was Cyber Week.
1: So, so the the microwave saga is finally coming to a close.
2: I hope. That's ah. a big hope, friend.
1: It's been but some be- time. I feel like for the, I feel like we've all been like living this journey with you for the past month and a half.
2: The weirdest thing is, it doesn't. I, we just haven't used a microwave, which I thought was impossible. With a microwave in your house, you use it all the time. I've been cooking on the stove. Granted, we don't cook as much as we did because there's not time and we don't have a microwave, which makes cooking disturbingly faster in some respects. Yeah. So we've been normally just like going out to restaurants or something, and or just cooking things that I can cook on the stovetop.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't have a on microwave. The well, there's technically a microwave here, but I don't have a microwave. Um, I live, I'm living out of a toaster oven.
2: But you can do that. Oh, yeah. You can totally do that.
1: Definitely. I
2: thought it was almost impossible.
1: Not, Turns possible
2: at all. It's super possible. Soup's poss. So much to the to the point where I thought, do I need a microwave? But that's obviously insane. I of course you need yeah, a microwave. You
1: sometimes sometimes you need one. Come,
2: on, come I mean, on. What would the neighbors think if they came over? It's like, oh, would you like can we pop some popcorn to watch some movies? You know, we got friends coming over this weekend to watch the Gilmore girls. Um we're gonna marathon the the new Gilmore girls uh season.
1: Wait, they're coming over to your place to pop popcorn to watch Gilmore Girls for the well, weekend? Well,
2: that's, that's the thing, Brad, that really spurred the microwave thing. It's like, all right, obviously there's some kind of limbo thing because the microwave they have gave us, the mounting bracket wouldn't fit to the wall correctly, and we are like, damn it. Now i found that we've got a, a slightly smaller microwave than that one, so the mounting bracket won't be as much of an issue, but I've also taken steps to make sure that it won't be an issue um, by fast, like fastening my own kind of, I guess, support, buttress support for it it's fine it's gonna stay on the wall trust me but um but i think the big catalyst was oh all of uh yeah we have people coming over this weekend to marathon the Gilmore girls television show the new season oh wait a minute if they want popping corn
1: you'll have to bring out the poppery too
2: i'd have to bring out the poppery too which i might do anyway now that we've talked about it i forget that it's that it's at hand yeah the I am going to do that. I'm just going to have it going the entire time. If there's a hum in the background of uh, the Gilmore Girls, like (laughs) Suki's coming back from whatever and like becoming a chef, rekindling that, I don't... If Rory's doing something, she's going to have to do it to the hum of vortex, heat vortex technology. I mean, makes sense to me. (laughs) But that's what... So we finally got a microwave. I'm going to try to install it tomorrow and we'll see what happens. Brad, we'll see what happens. It's the only thing we bought. Got a good deal on a microwave. Um, I finally got around to watching Spider—not uh, Spider-Man versus Superman, Batman versus Superman. Though I'd love to wow. see Spider-Man versus Superman. It might be a more compelling film. Um, I didn't think it was so—I didn't think it was bad as everyone said. I mean, it's not good, but it's—it right. was entertaining yeah, exactly. for what it was. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that I thought were just silly. <laughs> obviously, mm-hmm. the best part. My favorite part of the entire movie is when Wonder Woman is fighting Doomsday. Guys, if you haven't seen it yet, I'm sorry. It's on HBO Go. It's and I'm not I spoiling love the idea that there's anything. there's someone
1: out there that really wants to see it um, and is going to be upset if we spoil it.
2: This isn't even anything being spoiled. Um, because if you didn't know Doomsday was in it, you weren't watching the trailers. And if you didn't watch the trailer, that's okay. Guess what? Doomsday's in the movie. How does he get there? Who knows? I still don't know. Um, but the best part is Wonder Woman is fighting Doomsday with Batman and Batman, the Batman is obviously outclassed and he's just trying to just like stay out of the way with his Mm -hmm. grappling hooks, which is kind of silly because he'll like grappling hook over to one area like, oh no, grappling hook to another area, just like barely, (laughs) barely being missed by Doomsday. Who's really just like focusing on Wonder Woman and Superman. Superman gets, is getting his ass kicked. Wonder Woman is holding her own against Doomsday. And it's awesome. That's like the best part. It's like Batman and Superman have just been like pouty the whole movie and just like, oh, I got problems. Mm." And then Wonder Woman's like, what up, guys? Let's try to kill this thing. And is regulating on this creature, like cutting it up, not being like deterred. And at one point it hits her and knocks her like so many yards, like he's been doing Superman the entire time. And she sits up. And, like, is smiling and wipes blood from her cheek and then just jumps right back at it. And it's like, well, who the, that's the hero of this film. Batman and Superman, fuck off. <laughs> Why has Wonder Woman been? Best part of the whole movie.
3: Wow.
2: Best part of the whole movie. Best part of the whole movie. All right. The I whole mean, Martha mother thing. I mean... Fair enough,
3: I guess.
1: I mean... I think uh, Lex Luthor delivering a jar of piss to uh, a sitting senator is uh, is, is a new high point in cinematic history.
2: (laughs) I just love how she stuttered when she... Like, obviously, I'm guessing the character had a speech impediment, because you could have interpreted it as she was, like, getting, like, distracted, by I'd like to think that she has a speech impediment, like her character does, and that this tripped it up again. She's like, uh, but... uh, 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 because she looked at the jar of piss and was like, "Oh, brother!" <laughs> it's such a dumb movie. But really, oh, this believe. should also be Superman's Boo- fault because Superman—Superman is is lazy. F- he's a lazy fucking Superman. He really is. He's yeah. more concerned about breaking the Batman story, which you're Superman. You could solve it in like thirty, like in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's been that Batman guy. Well, let me just, okay, listen really quick. Let me just just kind of observe for like, okay, and in 15 minutes, hey, Bruce Wayne, you're Batman. (laughs) Hi, I'm Superman. What's up with this weird journalism? Like who, what are you trying to prove to yourself, Superman?
1: Who knows?
2: It's just weird. I didn't get any of the character motivation, except Wonder Woman.
1: It's a weird fucking movie, but not as bad as everyone says it is. Yeah, not as bad.
2: Just a dumb movie. Why does Lex Luthor bring Zod back to be like Doomsday? There was no explanation. Right, well, because you you got to get him, you know, ring,
1: ring, ding, ding. I, uh,
2: I ring awful.
1: the bell. Like, I will grant he is fucking terrible.
2: But like, that's not, it's not even Lex Luthor. No, it's, it's nothing. Like, it's just like a fucking lunatic. I orchestrated this crazy plan-ish. <laughs> I wanted Whoa. Superman and Batman to fight just because I thought it'd be cool. And then I was going to bring this alien back. I guess to destroy the planet that that I'm on. I don't know.
1: Next movie, we find out he's not Lex Luthor at all. He's actually just uh, Zack Snyder's subconscious.
2: Hmm. He takes his Lex Luthor mask off, and is Jack Snyder in the movie.
4: Or hey Zack guys, Snyder.
2: Zack Snyder. No. Yeah. I probably said something else. Jack Snyder.
1: Jack.
2: Yeah. Jack, Jack Snyder. Snyder. <laughs> Hello. That's I'm, his. That's his comic book persona, Brad. I'm Jack hey.
1: Snyder. I. <laughs> I make movies that don't have a sky, too.
2: Who's this guy? I thought he was with you. No, I'm Jack Snyder. <laughs> my I'm my Jack brother Snyder. was my a director s- and he died horribly in one of the uh, crazy accidents with the space aliens. I'm here to get revenge. I have all my the s- powers. I have all the powers.
1: <laughs> my superhero name is uh, Burnt Umber Sky.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Uh. Uh-uh. I destroy blue skies wherever they might exist. Though you'll never know. Because you've never seen
2: one. There's a lot of stuff happening in that movie. I love that Lois Lane has to, like, find the trident she threw down in a freaking... Or, like, the (laughs) kryptonite spear. I love it. she's like, okay, I'm gonna get rid of this. I'm gonna throw it in the bottom of a well. Fuck, I really need... that. That's the only thing that's gonna kill this thing. All right, I guess I gotta go get it. Lois Lane, why are you meddling... Get out of the way. Woman to woman has got this. (laughs) Something else. The other thing about that movie, and then we'll stop. Obviously, we've gotten well out of the holiday season. Superman takes Doomsday into space. Basic physics doesn't work for some reason up in there because once you threw him out, there would be no way in space that he would be able to, of his own volition, propel himself out of of just being thrown unless, like... There was a gravity assist, or, like, he was able to, like, I guess he could use his laser vision. I don't know. But that's not how it works.
1: It's super falling. What?
2: Yeah. They they send a nuclear weapon up into orbit, nuke them, falls back to Earth. Cool. I'm going to evolve, get my spikes. I'm done. Superman's up there looking like a skeleton, like, like the ghoul from uh, Thriller. Sunken cheeks, just like, uh, comes back to Superman, gets recharged from space, lives, survives a nuclear explosion. He gets stabbed in the chest. And they think he's dead? (laughs) How is stabbing in the chest going to kill him when a nuclear explosion didn't? We're talking vaporized, right? That's impossible.
1: (laughs) Or is it super possible? Huh?
2: Huh? That was one of the things... I was like, okay, so he got stabbed in the chest. This is how he dies? He was nuked in orbit. How don't... He was weakened by the, like, the the, the kryptonite spear, maybe? I don't think so. I don't... I mean... I don't think I, so.
1: I mean, he's a man from outer space that can fly and see through walls and... Um, but he couldn't see an explosive device and some dude's chair yeah he's a really shitty superman like he's terrible at does everything.
2: that mean that superman flew in there looked around said okay it's weird that there's a jar of piss on where a drink should be uh, you know up there with the congressman i'm just gonna assume that's just how they roll people are weird i'm not gonna judge i'm from space <laughs> well that guy's got explosives in that wheelchair i guess is that how they make them now i don't know who knows what kind of weird tech they have here But you know what I do know? I'm going to get to the bottom of this Bruce Wayne Batman bullshit. With some classic journalism.
3: (laughs) Oh, boy. I'm going
2: to show Lois what I can do.
3: Um, I'm sorry.
2: That's neither here nor there. uh, Totally random.
1: On a similar front, I just want to say, if anyone's uh, not watching the the Supergirl show on CW, first of all, it is delightful and entertaining. Like all the CW shows. Hopefully that will continue into the new year. It's the most lesbian show on television. It's insane. Amazing. Like ev- like I don't there was an episode a couple weeks ago that there wasn't a single moment that wasn't lesbian subtext.
2: I, I think things have changed from the start of the show because I've watched about I wanna say the first eight or six episodes of the first season. Mm-hmm. I didn't I did not get a heavy lesbian. No,
1: it's this season. This season they've kicked it into high gear and
2: Interesting. Like she's a
1: lesbian? No, it's just every other female is. Oh, okay. Um, and then the and then everyone she interacts with might have a crush on her.
2: Well, obviously, it's kind of Brad. Crazy. She's the Mary Sue of the show.
1: Like Lex Luthor's sisters in there now. Like she's definitely got a thing for <laughs> <laughs> a thing Lex Luthor's sister. Kara. Yeah, Lex Luthor's sister. Um, definitely has a thing for her. Um, for Supergirl and for Kara. Like both of them.
2: There was a, uh, a related story, um, there was a study done in Australia, and basically, um, when you're dating now, in 2016, especially in Australia, you basically are dating six people at, at any given time, until, like, I guess you fall into a groove of, like, okay, I guess I'm gonna just date one person, or, hey, I really like dating six people. Like, that is a for-real statistic. Orange so, I guess it kind of poly- makes polyamory. sense. Polyamory. Polyamoryism. You know, it depends on your intention dating. or approach of it um, uh, but th- I mean that's a marked increase over what it used to be like even in our media we can barely handle two people at once I mean that's the whole like oh there's one person I have to decide between these two people nope now I gotta decide between six people but and new see, people yeah, are rotating be, in all the time media's gonna be reductionist like that's, that's as much as your mind can really handle I guess at that point dating six people would be a freaking chore it's like I don't even dating, know how you do not. that
1: it's not, you're not
2: seriously dating, you're just dating. I don't think I interact with six people, like, on a level of dating in my life. Like, okay, Alex, not dating, were, but you, like... when you were
1: polyamorous for five minutes, uh, yeah. what was the most amount of people you were dating when you um, were polyamorous for five minutes?
2: I guess it depends on what your definition of it is. <laughs> well, now, dating, I would say dating would be, like, consecutively seeing someone more than I would say once or twice. Like, going on a date with someone is different than I would say, I guess, a formal definition of dating. Dating, I guess, is a... I mean, I guess it depends on your definition. If I would say dating at the time, the most I was able to do that was two. And that was mainly just because of the effort I put into it.
1: Right. Okay. I just I just like to remember the hilarious time that Alex was theoretically
2: somewhat... Um. In his definition, polyamorous. I still think, by the definition of that, that that was polyamory. All right. In quite of the few circles I've been in, people who are practicing polyamorous, they would agree. Um, that being said, I've been super polyamorous in my life. Then you, uh, congratulations, friend. Maybe you didn't realize it to this moment. Episode three hundred is gonna be a fun <laughs> oh time. Boy. I hope. Oh boy. I hope. All that to say, six people seems crazy to juggle. But this one girl in Lex Luthor's sisters up to the task. She's oh, got definitely. crushes on three different people. But she's got Lex yeah, Luthor's totally... sister money, so I guess, you know. Yeah, well, he's in jail because he brought Zod back. <laughs> Freaking, yeah. like, like, that's weird. My brother's kind of crazy. Went to jail. His money's in a trust now, I guess. I don't know. I'm spending all of it. You think super Who do you think's hotter? Supergirl. <laughs> that one girl at the Daily Planet. Who is the other one, Brad? Who, what one? Who is the other girl? There were three girls at this Lex Luthor's sisters after, right? Oh, but
1: Supergirl, um Supergirl's uh, alter ego, Kara. Um Kara. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: the girl at Plan- the Daily Planet. Her um, sister. Her sister. Kara has a sister?
1: she has an adopted sister. Oh, adop- yeah, she, the adopted yeah, sister.
2: Yeah. I just say, um, "Wow, what happened?" How um, many Kryptonians can survive the explosion of their planet and come... Like, what the... How? Just a few, just a few. I mean, um, I know, I know. <laughs> but still, I did like the reveal of Martian Manhunter in that see, that series. Like, the first time that yeah, happened. That was Martian good. Martian Manhunter's pretty rad. That uh, was pretty the balder.
1: Show, this show is very enjoyable. Like, I started watching it kind of like, alright, what? this looks dumb. But I'm like, oh, okay. Now this is, really fits in with the other CW shows.
2: Now you have me a little scared, Brad. You said something about you alluded to maybe the CW train isn't going to continue to run the track in the is new that year it, that is 2017. I mean, why are you we'll Why are you concerned?
1: I'm just I'm just saying, um, motherfucking Riverdale. I'm best be wearing a crown, eating a hamburger. Scene one. Burn this shit to the ground. You,
2: you did see. You did see the picture of the toboggan that has the crown-like appendages, and that's not going to cut it, right?
1: Listen, if if scene one he's wearing that and eating a hamburger, then I'll be like, I'll give this a couple episodes to put an actual crown on him. Um, But you fuckers, get your shit together.
2: I mean, in theory, Brad... There could be a crown underneath the toboggan that's causing it to stick out. <laughs>
1: there better be. There Jughead is so invested.
2: Better be. Yeah. I
1: need that fool eating a hamburger wearing a crown. or fuck this shit.
2: Burn it. Level also,
1: it. um, for once, damn it, um, Veronica better not have like a gross Southern accent. I don't think she will, but she better not have a gross
2: accent. Is Veronica? What's her ethnicity in this new one? I, th- I haven't think. seen pictures of her. I didn't even actually. I haven't even watched the trailer yet. I've just seen that it was posted. I can't wait I, to watch it, but I've not yeah. been able to watch it yet. Between I, the Friday, Five Nights at Freddy's videos, Joey's been having me just constantly stream on my phone.
1: I think I think they went with like a Latina. Um,
2: nice. At the time. Well, then of course she wouldn't have like that.
1: Who knows? We've we've seen a cartoon and a radio show, and she sounded like garbage both times. So, I mean, I'm not.
2: I mean, yeah, you can't hold your breath. We haven't seen a a proper crown in any of the things yet either. I've been burnt so many times. What is up with Archie's hair color? Like, I don't even understand. It's like Kool-Aid red. Like it's obviously different. Like it's not real. It's
1: creepy. It's really creepy. And like his freckles scare me too.
2: Look, I don't want to judge anyone who has, like, brightly colored hair or, like, hair that seems off from, I guess, what natural colors would be. It's just it's odd to see it happen without explanation on Archie.
1: Though my cousin Taylor has weird, freakish red hair.
2: Not this color, dude. Not with, like, a twinge of, um, I would say almost a vibrant, like, pink. It almost has, like, a perp, more perp, like, a more yeah. blue in it.
1: Oh, no, it's not, it's not the odd part insane level. It's just
2: really... He does have red Probably hair, crazy. though. And I've seen people with yes. super red hair, but it's been super red. I mean, we'll see. Obviously, I think we're going to watch the first episode and talk about it on Ramjack, right? Like, oh, that's yes. going to be a. That's a oh, that'll yes. be at least be an Altheo, if not a continuing thing. Like, let's check back up with Archie. Fuck yes.
1: We'll have to take a little Punky Brewster break and be like, all right, we can talk about fucking Archie and what they did.
2: <laughs> what they did. And they know they did it.
1: Those motherfuckers. <laughs>
2: Have you been watching anything else?
1: Um, catching up on Luke Cage. I think I've got three left. Nice. That's entertaining. Um of course, uh, uh started watching watched the uh first half of the Pilot of Quantum Leap for Calavici Fashion Cast with Gwendolyn
3: Pierce. What?
2: <laughs> the Gwendolyn Pierce? The
3: Gwendolyn motherfucking Pierce.
2: So that's what that's where her character disappeared to.
1: She disappeared to 1956,
2: yeah. Oh, she's in the past. I thought, in my mind, she would have been in the future.
1: Nope.
2: She's saying it's her great-grandmother? I think it's her grandmother?
1: It's it's grandma Pierce.
2: Grandma Pierce. Grandma Pierce? The original Gwendolyn Pierce. Truth. What is the plot in the first Quantum Leap? I
3: don't wanna, I don't wanna, I don't wanna like- Listen, just-
2: Extend past, but I'm curious.
1: The podcast will be out soon. You can check it out. He's a test pilot. It's basically the right stuff.
2: That that makes good sense given the time that it came out. That's a good yeah. call.
1: It's a good one. You should you should sign up to to be on an episode.
2: I've definitely will. We get
1: some, some good ones.
2: I can get more into Quantum Leap than I can X Files. I'm just gonna be Ooh, honest. X Files is fun to make fun of, but there were times in X Files like I'm still like, though I would like to go back and watch that Satan Snake episode, knowing what a Nephilim is now.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: Like having like having that veil lifted from my eyes. You know, I think there may have been a Nephilim in an episode of X-Files. Of course, dude. Any given that, moment, there's probably two or three nephilims in a television show. You I just don't know there was, it.
1: There was an episode with really bad CGI where they, we see an angel, and it has the face of a lion and a something else and a something else, and it's just the worst CGI ever. Um, well, I'm going to stop I you right there,
2: friend, because you said an angel when you obviously meant a Nephilim. You have... <laughs> You Listen, have direct Xbox evidence. I doesn't
1: know what the fuck it's doing. Like, it can be five different things. It's garbage. It's the worst show. I'm so glad I never have to watch it again. Never. Unless it comes back.
2: They're not going to do a second season. Come on. How are they going to do that? Was it even critically successful? No. no. Did it make them money? I don't know. Maybe.
1: Yeah. People watched it in shock. People people watched it and said, oh, poor Joel McHale. Hmm. You deserve better than having to say that. <laughs> I just got a message from a doctor. A ray of hope. A brief shine. Oh, fuck. fuck
2: <laughs> wow.
1: What else happened in Tennessee? What, what were the sights? What were the herd of hat is up to?
2: Some of the things that struck me as, as weird, or I would say off. One was the amount of uh, Trump bumper stickers mm. <laughs> and signs everywhere. Uh. It's like, oh, so this is, okay, so this is where it's at. This is what's, okay. Oh. Um, people just being nosy <laughs> for no reason. And or cloaked helpfulness. I had uh, lots of people keep open doors for me. And I wasn't dressed like in my uh, work clothes where I have a tie on and like slacks and belt with my tie clip looking on point. I just dressed normal and people would be like, afternoon sir (laughs) or go ahead sir everyone called me sir which was weird oh god also all in southern accents, which is fine
1: i hate that shit don't open a door Um, for me i'm a grown human fuck off i hate i there's anyone oh i i sorry i just have to talk for a second about how much i hate people holding doors opening doors like i don't like it go away because then i have to like either like do that like i have to do that like, little fast walk cuz i've got to catch up cuz you're standing there looking like an asshole. Um and then i'm like ah, now i've got to have an interaction with you. Fuck it. I hate it. I hate it. Most of the time what i do is pretend i don't see you and i walk in another direction where i'm not going in that door. <laughs> and then you just look a fool for holding a door.
2: <laughs> I will say in Cincinnati it's a much much, much rarer occurrence that any yeah. of that happens. Yeah. Um I mean, it happens at work a lot, which is strange, but that's kind of the work culture of, ooh, let's hmm, let's all work together. Now we're like, oh, let me open the door for you, friend. Okay, but not strangers. Granted, I guess I hold the door open for a lot of people if I'm like, but not in that way of like, let me open this door and like hold it for you like a butler would hold it, stranger. More like, oh, we're both going through this door. I'm going to like extend it open more so that it gives you time to grab onto the handle and keep it open yourself. I'm not just going to like, Go through and let it shut a door in my face. Really? So let me, but let me, let me uh, go over a few of these encounters I had. All right. And we'll make a kind of game out of it. I want you to rank these. We'll call them travel monsters, Brad. Nice. In your in your definition, I need you to tell me which is the more um, spooky creature. Maybe not even spooky. I guess most just disturbing for you. So. I was at the gas station. We got out to get gas. Joey's like, oh, I wanna help. All right, cool, come on out. Let's explain it to you. Pop the gas thing, open up the gas lid. Um, I, I turn and take off my gas cap and it is attached to my, uh, through a plastic, I guess, cord. It's attached to my uh, gas door. There's no way it's coming off. Let it hang. I'm ta- I'm telling Joey what's happening as we're doing it. This is what this is. This is what that is. Now let's do this. You have to select a gas grade. As I'm explaining this, a guy comes around from the other side of the pump. Hey, um, did you know that you can put your gas cap in your uh, uh, little gas hatch door? There's a little no- There's a little place right there you can just rest it on, so it doesn't have to dangle. Apropos of nothing. Mm. I said, and immediately I'm suspect. I'm just always suspect, and I have to be because Joey's there. I'm like, all right. I was like, oh, that's cool. Did you hear that, Joey? Look, apparently this little thing right here you put in there. He's like, yeah, you know, I learned that because I lost a couple of gas caps, and I finally realized, oh wait, I can just put them right there. Hi,
1: um.
2: And then uh, uh, a question, question from the audience.
1: Um. Oh yes, go ahead. uh, Um, how did you lose a gas
3: cap?
2: He lost it.
1: it? First of all, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Follow, follow up. <laughs> Let okay. me just explain. Um, I think I've had one car when it wasn't attached, because that's just what we do. We have them attached. But even when it wasn't, you take it out, you put the gas thing in, and then you put it back in. When are you losing it?
2: Some people, because it's loose, some people don't have things that tether it to their car. So they'll put their gas cap on the hood of their car, they'll put it in their pocket, which is insane Gross. i can't even imagine how that would work but and then they just forget about it and then they drive off and oh oopsie daisy i lost my gas cap
1: i i just i, I i've got a soda here alex i'm going to take okay. the cap off all right yeah.
4: now, now that's not, not tethered. Not
1: caps not attached it's not tethered um i'm gonna take a drink how do i forget how do i forget i did one thing i took it off i had some i'm putting the cap back on
2: like well, here's something when, else when are
1: you forgetting how are you forgetting
2: here's something else brad you know that if you don't put the cap back on that soda, it'll go flat sooner.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Well, it'll go flat regardless. It's, it's not going to stop it from going flat sooner. Wait, what? Um, But you also know that it might spill. You also know that it helps you... Like, it might get knocked over. Yeah. Thus, the spill factor... The spill factor is high on a also, soda that you're drinking. Gasoline is flammable and explosive.
3: Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> so I would hope that someone at a gas station would be more aware of said things like gas caps or There's nothing else you do with a gas cap.
1: Except yeah, put it's... it on the gas. Like, it has no, it's not like you can be like, oh yeah, I was, well, I was doing something else with it. No, it has one thing.
2: Well, here's also something else, Brad. Um, I don't think I've ever lost a soda cap to anything. I may have dropped one and had to find it, but I've never like, where did my cap go to my soda? And right. that's just my soda. I'm never going to lose a gas cap. But I guess some people are just so distracted by things. Maybe they were pumping their gas and overheard um, uh, a family talk about, hey, let's teach you how to pump gas. And you went over and interjected yourself into their conversation. You come back. You're like, wow, I did a good thing today. And when you're doing that, you're distracted and forget about your gas cap. There you go. (laughs) Maybe that's what happened. Fucking nosy Nelly. All right, that's one monster. Give me well, one Well, no, monster. okay, yeah, yeah. So he's he's telling me about this. He's like, yeah, yeah, you know. And he's making small talk after this. I'm like, yeah, you know, we learned. So He's like, I didn't know. I tell him I didn't know that. You know, we all we're all learning stuff today, Joey. Like playing it up with him. He's like, yeah. He's like, little dude. He talks to Joey. He's like, you're learning a lot of stuff early, man. You got you got a you got a good dad there. And it's like, all right, cool, thanks. And he's like, well, I won't I won't bother you guys anymore. <laughs> Hope you guys have a happy holiday. Like, what is, what is this tale to this? The gas is done pumping. We put it on automatic. I'd already showed him how to do it automatic. So there's that guy, interjecting gas gas cap loser.
1: He's a real gas cap loser if I've ever heard
2: one. He loses him? Could there be a double entendre there? I don't know. Mm. But let me, talk to, let me tell you about some more people who just interject themselves. Do it. We are in the target. Before Joey discovers the thing that will change his life for the next couple of days at least, maybe a couple of weeks, as long as he obsesses over five nights with the Freddys. We're in Target. We're at the very start of Target where they have the, um, I guess, the web of, like, discount bins of small things.
1: Okay.
2: We're getting out of the car. We go in. We're there. We're looking at a few just random stuff before we actually be like, all right, well, I guess we're going to go on and get the things that we wanted. During this time, Emily says, oh, I left my, uh, my coffee in the car, do you mind getting it for me? And I'm like, sure, I'll go get it for you. Now I joke with her at first and say, what, you left it in the car? Nope, can't go back. Like I I joke with her about it and we we have kind of a thing like that. And I'm doing, and I joke, it's obviously a laugh. A woman who's also looking at the thing says, now how could you do a thing like that? You're supposed to be helping her. Now granted, my wife is three months from giving birth to a baby. So there's that, and I understand that if you just injected the conversation and didn't know how we joked, that you would take it in a, maybe no. in a different way. Not a, no. And she does it jokingly, but she says, "Now that's not a way you mean to be treating the woman, the the, <sighs> the mother of your children." Gross. And I I play it off immediately. I'm like I laugh. I'm like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "No, obviously we're." I say, "Obviously we're joking." I mean, and I can't even remember what we said, but we. You just again, said shut
1: up. Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you tell me how to run my household. <laughs> you stupid old crone. You'll be dead soon. You know that? You'll be dead soon. Are you still alive? Just checking.
2: And here's the thing, Brad. She wasn't that old. Gro- even worse. Yeah. This one double was... down. Are you dead yet? You old crone. Wrong side of 30. We'll say that. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Jokingly, but, like, I was joking with Emily. I look over, and I see this look this woman, like, kind of has, like, looking away but listening. It's kind of like uh, the John Quinonez, what would you do moment. Right. And I would like to think this woman is just going around her life thinking of these things. Though is this she isn't one of those.
1: But is like, she again, wearing a denim vest?
2: I don't think so. Okay. But she was wearing thigh-high, uh, what appear to be, cost, like, ornamental hunting boots her jeans are tucked into them and she has on um i want to say she had on a uh a hoodie that was camouflage i could be mistaken
1: oh gross gross classic
2: look dude classic tennessee this is before 10 a.m stuff (sighs) so she and obviously i mean again totally joking just laughing that's worse you think that's worse because she's I interjecting and also like implying things with her interjection like
1: it's, it's, she's, she's insinuated herself into a jokey moment with another family find your own damn family fuck off you don't get to have fun with us yeah like what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> who, are you? who are you who the I'm sorry, fuck are you and you are <laughs> <laughs> you're not crazy cousin Christie. no you're bitch at Target <laughs> fuck off
2: <laughs> your bitch at target <laughs> oh I'm sorry I didn't realize I was running into a target bitch
1: if I was casting it would say uh, casting for part
2: of bitch at target yeah not cousin Christy not the kooky aunt <laughs> so many other, so
1: God, of the... fucking chime in Charlie's
2: can I everywhere, man?
1: Cannot.
2: No. So that's worse than gas station guy. Yeah. Um I can't really think of a third one other than the kid who ate a brownie for breakfast <laughs> and a coffee. <laughs> I mean that was just weird.
1: That is a weird breakfast, but does sound delicious.
2: Here's the thing. He was younger than Joey. Like oh. he was younger than six. He's like the coffee? kid looked like yeah, at like, he was easily, he could have been three or four. He had the height of a three-year-old, but he had the build of, like, a five. He was, he was pretty, he was a pretty sturdy kid.
1: <laughs> he was a pretty sturdy kid. <laughs> he, he was, was a solid. sturdy kid. AKA, he this kid solid. had lots of brownies for breakfast.
2: <laughs> pretty This sturdy kid had a very kid. hearty build to him. He was no stranger. <laughs> He was no stranger to breakfast brownies,
1: which I didn't know was a thing. Is there is there a chance um, that if he was um, in in a in a uh, shopping mall that someone might accuse him of stealing a piano?
2: <laughs> Why, yes, I think they might. Hmm. How you, Let's just say, benefit of the doubt. Five years old, going over, getting black coffee. I, yelling, I, I, yelling at his mother from across the room. Mom, where's the creamer? Mom, where's the creamer? But in deep Southern accent. Ugh. Mom, they ain't got no creamer. How old? How old before a kid can have coffee? That's that's the, that's the That's the bigger question with that kid. Brownie breakfast brownie, sure. There is no difference between any like crazy pancake thing with like, yeah. at any pancake establishment. International House of Pancakes. Your chocolate chip mocha frap pancakes. Are breakfast brownie. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. That's what they are. But when should a kid have coffee and when should a kid not have coffee? I mean, I hope it is it decaf? Even if it wasn't, I mean, uh, I don't get first, it. First
1: of all, oh, gross. I think even if, if, if you're a kid drinking coffee, you might as well just be drinking coffee as opposed to decaf.
2: Was decaf made for children? No. <laughs> you know who we haven't made coffee for yet? <laughs> children. <laughs> Let's get kids on it. No. I think back in a long time ago, anyone just drank coffee, right? There was no concept of it being bad for you or like a health scare. Like yeah, but kind we've of also like,
1: been steadily increasing caffeine. And um, in well, what's allowable? Well,
2: uh, coffee naturally has like a very like it was some of the highest yields of caffeine of anything.
1: Yeah, but we've also but we've bred our, our our coffee beans to be more potent as well. Like I mean, if we if we were to talk like 1600s, I feel like the coffee probably oh. wasn't like. It was like, it was like brown water. Like I, I feel like people <laughs> would drink it now and be like, "What's this? Is this vit- is this vitamin water? What am I drinking?"
2: Spit it out immediately. Like I don't even know how that would work. I don't even know when we started making coffee. Yeah.
1: I, I know as a kid, like I always loved the smell of coffee. Oh man, like, yeah. I think I was probably fourteen before I had a cup of coffee.
2: I think I tried around that time to have a cup of coffee and just didn't like it. I couldn't do coffee black when I was younger. I can't do it now. I just, it's too bitter. I just don't like bitter tasting things. Yeah, I,
1: I'm generally not for uh, just a black coffee. I, I need something. I need something in it. Something.
2: You put you put some creamer in there. You put a little bit of something, some sort of syrup. It starts tasting better. And like any any type of like Starbucks sugary drink coffee thing is on oh, point. Well,
1: that's, that's a milkshake, let's be real. It's a milk that's milkshake a delicious milkshake.
2: That's not your breakfast coffee. That's a breakfast milkshake. <laughs> that's yeah. a delicious milkshake.
1: <laughs> I mean we're all cool with it, but it's 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 a breakfast milkshake.
2: <laughs> like Yeah. Totally fine. Yeah. Should kids be drinking Frappuccinos? Like when should, you, when should I wonder they have their first frap.
1: I, I just wonder like the whole caffeine level, because I feel like as society, we've we've just raised the level of caffeine, um, just as adults need more and more to soothe our cravings, but I feel like entry-level now of caffeine has gotta be something crazy, like like a kid just in the world is gonna have, like, a l- dose of caffeine so much higher than anything we can imagine like, I've seen kid like a kid drinking like a monster
2: no way
1: yeah, just like a kid drinking a straight-up energy drink, and I'm like God damn, what's going
2: on? I think I had, like, a Mountain Dew amp when they first came out. And I think I was, like, in high school or, like, I had just graduated. Like, I had it at a time when I thought, well, this is new. What is this? And I didn't realize it was supposed to be kind of like an energy drink. I remember it made my chest hurt and it tasted weird. Energy
1: drinks all (laughs) taste like garbage. Like, I don't understand.
3: I didn't have another one.
2: I didn't like, think, wow, this is good. I thought, this sucks. Yeah. I mean, I spent money on it, so I guess I need to drink it because I am thirsty, but...
3: I just
1: like, Ugh. okay, I got, I got to finish writing this paper for class. Oh, God. Oh, God, this tastes so terrible, but I can't go to sleep tonight. I just need I just need to keep going a little longer.
2: Ugh. I don't know, man.
1: So I saw some kooky people out and about. Not a lot. Again, this is a very tame year. Um, we did see somebody um, leaving Best Buy, which is always hilarious to see people trying to get these things home that they've purchased that do not fit their car. Um, we saw somebody <laughs> that clearly bought like a television that like they got in their back seat but then they couldn't close the door and they were driving with a fucking door open.
2: <laughs> no way.
1: Yeah, I don't know how far they made it, but uh, they were definitely leaving the parking lot with a car door just open because it couldn't be closed. Um, We did see somebody, like, had a a TV, and it just, like, fell flat. No. Like, just... I mean, it it probably didn't break, but it was, like, on one of those, like, uh, cart things, and it just went...
2: Oh, that hurts. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Oh, man. That was it, though? Nothing crazy other than that? I think that was
1: the, the height of insanity. Like, it was not... Again, it was a pretty mild... Um, we do have to talk about all the fucking adult costume pajamas.
2: Oh, they're everywhere.
1: They're everywhere. Like, there were <gasps> so many. Like, I saw, like, a full, like, grown-ass man, um, Deadpool pajama costume. Like, you can just buy, you can just be Deadpool now. Oh, I'm going to bed. I guess I'll be Deadpool now. Like, there's so many of these. Like, there was, like, I, I must have been, like, a dozen.
2: They have adult ones with capes. You can be yeah. Batman and going to bed
1: so bizarre
2: I've seen Chewbacca ones I just I've seen I mean I've seen all of them <laughs> I've seen everything down.
1: calm it down world <laughs> calm
2: the fuck down you don't want any novelty bedtime pajamas? Mm, no 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 I don't think so why not? why don't you get I, a He-Man pair of He-Man pajamas to go with your He-Man tree for the season I now next I year when you do your Ninja Turtle tree and you have to get a Ninja Turtle PJs
1: I, it's, it's a lot of effort and then like It's just, that's just bizarre. First of all, I I don't, I, the idea of the onesie pajama is gross and weird. Like, it's creepy. You're an adult. Why are you wearing, like, a onesie? No. Stop it. You're gonna be a costume character?
2: No human being who, no adult should ever wear a onesie. Oh. Especially to bed. That's just weird.
1: Because then, like, you wake up in the morning, you look in the mirror, and you're like, what the fuck? Why am I dressed like Deadpool.
2: Brad, here's a gift idea. Why not give someone you love um, a Christmas Story Pink Rabbit Onesie PJs? (laughs) Yours at Kohl's for $53.99.
3: I'll pass.
2: The weird thing is, that suit, while it's was worn by a child, and I do not understand the concept behind what the fuck it's supposed to be. I guess they're PJs in the movie as well? Or is it just some sort of weird costume? No one's wearing that shit to bed. If something has ears on it, no thank you. I don't even understand how it's supposed to be PJs. That being said, an adult wearing them, crazy. And the fact that you offer it in sizes small through extra 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 large, also probably something someone should have thought about. <laughs> also something someone maybe should have thought, of thought about.
1: Well, um, I've got uh, Tanner, Tanner. I got I got your breakfast brownies ready. <laughs>
2: Oh, oh P. Mama, they ain't got no Kramer. Mama, where's that Kramer? In my breakfast pajamas.
1: <laughs> I just imagine this whole family's like, fully decked out. And, like, like we got Mama Chewbacca and, like... Oh, uh, God. Like Pops is, like, Deadpool and, like, kids, like, uh... Give me another one, Alex. What else we got? Um,
2: Did there. you pick? Everything. Uh, anything. We get Kid
1: Ninja Turtle Kid. Like, I just, like... Uh, it, it's too, It's visually it's too much. It's, it's a headache.
2: You can't have a family with different themed pajamas. You can't. You can't have a kid even running worse, around as SpongeBob SquarePants and then another one running around as a freaking Power Ranger.
1: What if they're all Guardians of the Galaxy? Huh. That would be fucking upsetting.
2: That Just would be see- traumatizing.
1: Because <clears throat> he's on a mobility scooter. <clears throat> Tanner, Tanner, has your
3: mama got the brownies done yet? I don't
2: know! I ain't had my coffee yet! Don't talk to me! You get out of here, I ain't had my coffee yet! So, looking for God. that creamer. This
1: fucking family is the worst.
2: It was jarring.
1: <laughs> it was weird. I don't like it. I don't like it, I don't like it at all.
2: There was a weird moment when I stopped at the first hotel because Emily and Joey were out the car getting things ready in and it was my job to check us in, where there was a guy who had come from Florida, Brad, and he swore to us that it was freezing down there. Like he said, I left Florida this morning, 32 degrees. And I thought, I thought bullshit.
1: On what day was this?
2: Were you, I'm sorry, were you deep in a cave that was refrigerated? This was last week. This was on Thursday, mate. No, because it was warm.
1: It was warm Thursday. Like, we had a couple of days that were cool.
2: Even northern like, Florida. Impossible, yeah. right?
1: Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, it was, like, a little cool. Like, I was like, ooh, I should put on a hoodie today, maybe. Or not. I'll be okay if I don't. Um, But then, no, it was back to being Florida. It was never Make- chilly. There's no way that any part of Florida was chilly. You're a liar.
2: It was the receptionist at the hotel... This guy, who was a traveler, in me, he talked about Florida. Somehow, they asked where I was from because they then they said, the guy said, you know, I'm from uh, well the the guy asked, I guess where we were traveling from I was like Cincinnati. He's like, oh, what part of Cincinnati? Oh, I said, we're from Ohio, because he said Florida, and the guy said something about Kentucky, and then I said Ohio, and suddenly we got to where, like we were where we grew up. It got weird quick
1: it get real you guys are just like trading life stories
2: i get one guy used to live in like florence i was like oh i know florence and the other guy was like yeah you know west Ch- westchester yeah 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 and it was like a weird moment of like all right well we all kind of know we've been to the areas we've all grew up in i guess or lived at i'm, I'm sorry am i checking in like what's going on you're checking to the family <laughs> And I left your uh, left your Batman PJs over there, your Ben Affleck PJs, and some coffee creamer for the morning. Those brownies will be piping hot and fresh in the morning. I gotta Yikes. go. I gotta go up to uh, Michigan. Or believe it or not, temperatures this morning were in excess of 96 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you'd just called
1: him out for being a liar. You're a fucking liar.
2: Hey, uh, I have a good friend who lives in Orlando. He say, I can guarantee you I can call him right now and say, he'd say you're a fucking liar.
1: Alex, put me on speaker, put me on speaker. You're a fucking
3: liar.
2: I should start, we, uh, next time I'll FaceTime you. Please. Hey, um, we have a guest here, I'm sorry, this is uh, my good friend and our co-host Brad. <laughs> what? Um, sir, can you repeat to me him what you told me about the temperatures in Florida?
1: You're a fucking liar.
2: What do you have to say for yourself, sir? <laughs> we'll get. It. We'll interject. Uh, if you want to interject in conversations, we'll interject. Hmm. Liar.
1: <laughs> Listen. If anyone, if anybody ever needs me to tell people how it is, um, just put me on speaker. I'll be glad to do it. Just give me the fill me in on the situation. Hey, uh, I was in Target, and this crazy woman just tried to get up in a conversation.
2: Hey, <laughs> hey. If you ever your need me to Target. tell someone how it is, hey Target bitch, guess what? Casting call, casting
1: call. <laughs> Listen, um, just, I'm gonna throw this out there real quick. We put a donation thing on the Ramjack page. Um, I also take donations. If you just want to tell me, want me to tell somebody how it is, just let me know. I'll do it. I'll do <laughs> it for a small donation.
2: Whatever. Hi, loved your audition tape. I think we're gonna cast you as bitch from Target, bitch at Target. Well, I never. <laughs>
1: Sorry, you don't have lines. <laughs> Fuck off.
2: <laughs> no, no, you, you, you don't have lines. <laughs> this is more of a scene but not heard, bitch roll. <laughs> I also had the uh, a hotel receptionist. This was actually funny. I I, or I enjoyed it. The hotel receptionist at another hotel was taking someone's reservations who called for a hotel that night in the middle of, like, Thanksgiving weekend. You should have called earlier. Thankfully, they had rooms available, but she was explaining to them the rooms. She was asking lots of questions, redundant questions. So I'm assuming this person may have been older. But it was holding up. The person behind the counter was obviously exhausted. And at one point, she repeated herself for, like, the third time still like not noticeably slower but slowing down every time they say it to make sure it gets across and I kind of laughed a little bit I was like oh man that's gotta be weird Uh, because I'm in the south now Brad and that kind of like interjection is just happening to me I'm becoming the monster so I kind of laugh overhearing it waiting and also kind of as a signal like hey I'm here to check in if you didn't (laughs) notice to which the lady looks at me smiles and rolls her eyes at the phone like can you believe it that was pretty that was I mean, it was a lot different than <laughs> the bond the blood brothers thing that happened at the other hotel where we all sh- traded uh <laughs> childhood stories and tales and we all promised to meet hey, back this time Nick next Clint, year
3: what's the
1: scaredest you've ever been
2: <laughs> i'll tell you what it was this morning in florida <laughs> damn near thought i was gonna freeze to death jack Frost nipping
1: straight at my nose <laughs>
3: Alright, right
2: cool so many questions in rural america man like what are these people doing like why are you here (laughs) look i get there's a tiny town here but why (laughs) what are we doing what do you raise here is this tobacco country like what's going on i don't even know i don't know You'll find out if you travel too far. If you stay longer than three days, you're going to find yourself in church on Sunday before you know it without even no understanding how you got there. Gross. You'll make lifelong friends in the span of 24 hours, and pretty soon you, too, will be having a breakfast brownie and interjecting into other people's gas station learning opportunities. It can happen to you. Be careful traveling. Be Everything careful traveling.
1: Terrible. Everything is terrible. Friends, it is that super special time of the week where we talk about the Jack Benny program.
0: The Lucky Strike program starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Rochester, Dennis Day, the sportsman, and yours truly, Don
2: Wolf. Every time we listen to or watch... Um, anything from the past or present. Uh, we try to summarize it as close to a minute as possible without going over. Going over means you've forgotten how to summarize and you lose for everyone. Um, if you go horrendously under um, you are a chump. Don't want to don't want to go into an explanation on that. we will never chump again.
1: <laughs> oh
2: um, uh, if you can get between 55 and a minute you're golden. that's that's a good. That's what we strive for
1: definitely
2: but if you want but if you're (laughs) if you want to be a brave heart you'll hit a minute on the dot and that's what i'm going to try to do today is i summarize this episode of uh jack benny's wonderful christmas special
1: alex i'm so glad you're summarizing this and not me um i had a real moment of panic and i was like oh wait it's not me it's alex
2: Well, let me tell you something, friend. I didn't realize until just now I had to summarize it.
1: I know. I saw the look in your eyes. This is going to
2: be kind of nuts.
1: Please, take a moment, collect your thoughts. All right, Alex, and you will be going in. Three, two, one, go.
2: Lucky strike tobacco, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Our stars are at uh, a mall, a shopping area, a shopping building, and they are buying presents. Uh, Jack Benny needs to buy a wallet for his friend Don, um, but wallets are kind of expensive. They range from a dollar to 40 bucks. That's kind of a lot But he's been a friend for a while. So we're just gonna go ahead and get him a wallet anyway But what do we write in the card? Jack will change his mind at least three times driving the poor guy who has to wrap presents Mad like literally. I think he kills himself during the course of the show um, uh, Beyond that we kind of run into the same cast of characters one dude has a really hardy uh, wife a very sturdy wife he talks about Um, at one point they get on the elevator and the people who talk about what's on every floor sing it in kind of a carol which is awesome Um, and at the end of it they all get kind of fed up and they just kind of leave oh and someone sings Ave Maria like they do every year that's Christmas
3: one minute Ah!
2: I'd like to thank Jack Benny giving all the yucks I'd like to thank Brad I'd like to thank um, everyone in the Ram Jack audience out there at large um, I want to thank Christmas. He's the spirit that they're in. I want to thank Christmas Creek, who we haven't talked about a lot, but he's still there.
1: Always. At,
2: ever present. So many things happen in this, oh, and it's this great. Is,
1: this is a delight.
4: If and you I, do have, let,
1: I do love it ends in a suicide, as everything funny does in my world. <laughs>
2: Uh, from the beginning, like we said at the start of the podcast, Lucky Strike Tobacco overwhelms you with advertisement.
1: It's it is a solid like two minutes of just talking about Lucky Strikes, um, where uh, um, the the it's it's a cigarette that <laughs> that makes it fun to be alive.
2: Yeah, and they say it in so many ways, just in case the first one didn't strike you as interesting. Lucky Strike Tobacco. What is the exact line, do you remember?
1: Um, hold up. Oh, I texted it to you earlier, so... I lucky it.
2: Strike, lucky level where it's fun to be alive.
1: Yeah, it gets you to that lucky level where it's fun to be alive.
2: <laughs> lucky <laughs> Strike Tobacco, get to that lucky level where it's fun to be alive. Like, they say just, it the same line twice or three times with different stresses what? on different words. Again, what? I guess, try, hopefully one will stick...
1: And the idea is that you're so depressed that like you just need to get to that lucky strike level where it's finally fun to be alive. I'm so yeah. depressed most of the time. Oh god, the forties are terrible. I'm so fucking <laughs> depressed. I just need to get to that lucky level.
2: Well Brad, don't forget that a Lucky Strike Tobacco cigarette, when you're when you're when you're up, it helps make you go further up, and if you're low, it helps mellow you out. It's the perfect... It's it's there for all the times you would ever need it. You I know what would be a really great Christmas present, Brad? And I didn't mention this earlier. Like, you mentioned the, pa- the pajamas are definitely things to avoid. Uh-huh. The onesie-themed pajamas. Um, but what I didn't mention was... There's a Christmas gift you can give... That is the same as telling someone Merry Christmas 200 times.
1: Oh, really?
2: I know, right? Isn't that amazing? Cause normally when I want to do that, which I've never I've never wanted to do, but now that I know it's an option, maybe I should. Merry it's Christmas. To wish someone Merry, Christmas, Christmas, Christmas times.
1: Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.
2: Christmas Merry, Christ- Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. You'd have to make it um, a song or you'd never get through it. But there's an easier just, way to,
1: Oh, what's ahead. the easier way? What's, well the
2: easier way, as I'm sure you're aware, is just to give someone a, a two hundred count Lucky Strike Tobacco Christmas carton.
1: That sounds like the gayest gift ever. What do you mean? I mean, it sounds like the gayest gift ever.
2: It is very merry and very gay. Also, by the way, if you want to get started smoking Lucky Strikes, best way is to get a carton and start smoking. Literally, they say that in the advertisement. Everything me and Brad are regurgitating right now is from the advertisement. And
0: listen, here's a Christmas gift suggestion that's bound to make a big hit. Say Merry Christmas 200 times by giving the gay holiday wrap carton of 200 luckies. And for that extra special someone on your list, give Lucky Strike 500s, the handsome Christmas gift box of 25 packages of Lucky Strike cigarettes. So next time you buy cigarettes, remember that Lucky's fine tobacco picks you up when you're low, calms you down when you're tense. By putting you on the right level, the Lucky level, to feel and do your level best. That's the Lucky level. Smoker, Lucky to feel your level best.
2: I gotta say though, I kinda wanna smoke Lucky Strikes, it seems pretty cool. I wish cigarettes didn't cause cancer because they might be the coolest thing in the world. It's pretty cool, guys. You wanna be pretty cool. Pretty radical? Like game-changing on your cool level. Look, mm. you haven't been cool until you hit that lucky level. Mm. You haven't even been alive to hit that lucky level. No. Here's the catch. <laughs> it might kill you. In uh, so many ways. We're all gonna die soon anyway. It's super expensive as well. Um I don't know if everyone knows this yet, but Project Ch- former Project Child of the Ramjack podcast, Taylor Swift, has sold out.
1: Oh, uh, what?
2: She is now um, an AT&T slash DirecTV channel host? She has her own channel on DirecTV, and she also is going to be offering special content specifically to AT&T customers you can only get the content through at&t through taylor swift
1: this is truly shocking did
2: taylor swift need to sell out <laughs> she has like tons of money like what did at&t do
1: who knows
2: all i'm saying is she sold out i'll go ahead brad has mentioned before in the show i think we've all mentioned the show before ram jack's right to sell <laughs> Oh, at and what's up? Lucky, lucky Strike, we can bring you back from the dead. Oh, we, we absolutely.
1: Tell us what to do. Like, we'll say it.
2: <laughs> lucky Strike. I almost say, give us your brand and let us tell you how to sell it.
1: Yes. Whatever. Whatever. Whatever it takes. Just, 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 just give us dollars, please. Please, corporations.
2: I'll be honest. I don't know what the auctioneer yodeling thing at the begin of, beginning of the episode was, we've mentioned it before, but I think that might've been the start of the downfall of Lucky Strike, because mm-hmm. that was weird. That yeah. was just weird.
1: That was, that was that's probably what did him in.
2: But I love that, I, I wish that, I kinda wish there was a way to get my employer, Kroger, to kind of co-op taxes from this, tactics, not taxes, from this time period, to sell stuff. What was that? That's what living in a crazy town's like. What is that? Is that is, is there clown times happening over there, Brad? I don't
1: I, Probably the Big Bang Theory. Who knows?
2: Oh, Jesus. I don't know. <laughs> 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 oh. Brad, let's spirit you away to a, a simpler time. What? That's when Jack Benny was... Like, so, well, yeah. We're in
1: this department store. Yeah. And uh, we start off uh um Jack's going over his shopping list. Mary starts reading these exorbitant items and she's like and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, those are the things I'm asking for Santa Claus from
2: Yeah, so, cashmere uh, sweaters,
1: <laughs> diamond rings. Awesome.
2: A garnet like star ring. <laughs> Brad. Yeah. Brad, have you ever wanted a ring in in your life? Never. I'm not really a ring guy other than, I guess, my uh-huh. wedding ring, and I guess our class rings kind of, maybe? I never even get class rings. Like, even at the time, I thought, I guess I get this, but I didn't really, I've only worn it, I only wore it for, like, a few months, I was, like, done. Yeah. Why does a movie, why does a radio star need a ring? Like,
1: it was a different time, Alex, different time, different time.
2: I guess so. You know what, I need a garnet ring. Bring it to me, Santa Claus. Smoking jackets, though, on point. Everyone needs that. Of course, Jack yes. Benny needs a smoking jacket fuck yes um but yeah she's reading this off he's like mary that's my list turn it over and then she starts reading okay jolly ranchers <laughs> um i can't remember the other things but uh, it's basically
1: it's um like uh shoelaces oh uh, i okay now i just got a question back in the day did shoelaces break a lot because I feel like it's always a thing, like, back in old, like, movies and old radio shows, people are always buying shoelaces. I, I feel like I get a pair
2: of shoelaces with a shoe, and I'm kind of good until that shoe's done. I'm assuming that we've just made better strides in braiding technology? I guess, because, like... maybe they just weren't that good.
1: Like, when was the last time you bought a shoelace?
2: Well, most of the shoes I buy now come with two or three pairs of shoelaces. I have shoelaces what? for days, mate multiple like who's have you ever like
1: like I gotta change these shoelaces out
2: no rarely if ever yeah I have shoes that I've there's a pair of shoes I've had for literally over 10 years they still are awesome which is I mean I've just taken good I I use them more as like work shoes now or like knock around shoes like I'm gonna go mow the yard but they're great like they haven't the soles haven't started to tear anything like they're amazing shoes same laces I mean, I've washed the shoes, obviously, but none of them have broken. None of them have even frayed. It's.
1: I've been on the same boots um, now for, I think, a couple of years, um, and I just keep buying them over and over again, and I just buy one pair at a time, and I wear them until they're done. Um, My dream is to have enough money in my life that I can buy, like, eight pairs of them and just be like, all right, I'm good now for a while. Just cycle through.
2: Yeah have these boots. But your shoelaces but your shoelaces never broke on those shoes, right?
1: Well they don't have laces, they're boots, so
2: Yeah I guess shoelace tech just wasn't what it was back then. I mean at that point it could have been just like a I cut guess. piece of leather you would string through something. Who knows?
1: It's a mystery, Genuine it's a mystery. cow skin.
2: So, laces Brad
1: Um, <laughs> hmm. um but Jack's no no that's 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 my shopping list. Uh, um no here I gave you the wrong list. It's it's this list. And so he reads up, like, all right, uh, wallet. Don Wilson wallet. Great. So we got our mission. First of all, why do you need a list? Because you're buying a wallet, and then the rest of the time you're like, I got to find something for somebody. So the only thing he apparently wrote down was Don Wilson wallet. Yeah. Bizarre. So he goes over to the, the leather goods counter. Um, I don't know what that is.
2: Leather goods, Brad.
1: You know, you're, jackets,
2: in you're in a department chaps, store. Leather wallets. A
1: thing. You're in a department store, which isn't a thing anymore, and you're like, "Oh, I'll go to leather goods and I'll buy all my leather goods that I need to buy."
2: Yeah, yeah. Say, Mister, what do you got in the wallets? <laughs> in the wallets um, category?
1: Oh, well, I got one that's a dollar ninety-five, and I got another one that's forty dollars.
2: Let's not let's not sweep this under the rug. Forty dollars back then was a lot of money.
1: Yeah. $40 now for a while is a lot of money.
2: What year was this?
1: This is uh, 49?
2: 48. 1948. $40 <laughs> is around $400? That's insane!
1: You can do so much shit with $40.
2: Like that's almost beyond laughable in the forty eight. A dollar fifty is fifteen bucks. That is actually that's a fine wallet, sir. <laughs> that's a fine genuine leather wallet for a dollar fifty. What kind of leather wallet are you buying for four hundred dollars? forty. But jeez,
1: yeah, I it's one of those things. like some things were it's kind of crazy how some things were just so much more expensive back in the day and some things were not.
2: Well, it's genuine cowhide, Brad. So I guess that's where that $40 comes into play. What did they make wallets out of before that? I thought every wallet was leather. (laughs) I didn't know they made non... I mean, I know because there's synthetic leather and there's real leather, but what other material can you make a wallet out of? I know duct tape, but they didn't have that back then, did
1: they? You could just have a fabric wallet, I guess. What?
2: I don't know. I remember having a fabric like a nylon wallet as a kid a little flimsy nylon wallet yeah but I mean maybe maybe money clips were all you had back then and wallets were the extravagance and now I'd say most people are moving towards something smaller and thinner in their pockets because we don't carry cash as much
1: oh cash is gross
2: it's super gross $40 wallet
1: $40 wallet what's the most expensive wallet you ever bought Alex
2: the most expensive wallet I've ever bought for myself, or someone else, myself was probably twelve or sixteen dollars. Uh-huh. It was when I was on vacation.
1: Oh, luxury!
2: Um, uh, <laughs> and I still use it today. It's the same wallet, and I bought that well over. Um, wow, yeah, that was easily five to six years ago. Yeah. Still great shape. Still great shape. Yeah.
1: I think, yeah, I think likewise, probably, yeah, no more than $15.
2: The most I've spent on a gift for someone wallet might have been $25. You've given a gift wallet before? I think it was something someone requested in my family, whether it was my grandfather or my uh, father, and they were like, yeah, I want this wallet, this specific wallet. I don't know why they wanted one that was $25 to $30. And I know wallets can probably be far more expensive, especially ladies' wallets, because...
1: Well, sure but that's then we're gonna be like pocketbooks and
2: yeah there's things. a whole bunch of other stuff like there's a there's more than just the category of wallet
1: yeah. um yeah I I yeah. I feel like yeah you spend $15 on a wallet it should last five years at least and you replace it when you feel like yeah
2: I guess I could replace this I don't know dude when you start going to $40 or again a $400 wallet in present time I guess it becomes like a special gift wow yeah. someone gave me a huge like this is a wallet that i need to yeah, take care better. of i need to get like some kind of like leather lotion my children's children will carry this wallet in their pockets and remember me Seriously. and jack benny I,
1: I remember as a kid i i had an aunt that gave me um a wallet every year for christmas and it was like you know it was just like a cheap like you know flimsy nylon wallet probably um, are just, like, some just cheap junk. And, like, it was fun, because every year it was like, oh, I get a new wallet this year. I get a new wallet this year. And I kind of looked forward to it. And she'd usually put, like, a $5 bill in there as well, which was awesome.
2: Oh, um, hello. Like nice.
1: Party time. Um, but, and then this one year, um, I think I've probably talked about this in the podcast before, she didn't give me a wallet. She gave me a ceramic figurine. <laughs> and it was, like, this weird, like, like, 1700s fancy like, it was like a kid with like, like just this this fluency, fancy outfit, um, picking
2: apples. <laughs> you have talked about this before, and I've seen this figurine, and it is very weird.
1: It is the weirdest fucking thing. I wish I still had it. it but is, the
2: fact that it, it was is the
1: most bizarre, and like, it was all I could do to keep from laughing, because I'm like, I don't want to like, this is my Aunt Sue, she's an old lady, I don't want to like <laughs> but this is the weirdest thing I've ever <laughs> seen in my life.
2: What happened? <sighs> who knows? Like, what caused? What ha- made her deviate?
1: I, uh, there's no telling. Like, who knows? Like, I have no idea. Like, part yeah. of me wants to think that, like, she she got me something, but then couldn't find it. Maybe, and then she just like it was one of those. Like, this is one of this is my gift pile things, and.
2: Uh, uh, you know I what know. I think of when I think of Brad, a child picking and eating apples.
1: Like, just this, and it like the weird, the weirdest fucking thing. Like, I'm like, what is this? Just trying to hold it together until I got out of that house.
2: Brad, just so you know, um, I'm on Amazon right now, and I'm looking at wallets over two hundred dollars. What? There is a. Fendi wallet. There is a Trafalgar wallet that is the most expensive and it is 550 bucks. So this is actually more expensive than what Jack Benny would have bought. But I think this is 100% alligator leather. I,
1: who could
4: care?
2: It's got leather lining, spot clean only, glossy alligator embossed wallet with smooth leather interior. 450 bucks. <laughs>
1: It's just to hold your cards and sits in your pocket all day.
2: Genuine alligator leather, Brad. An alligator die. Ge- genuine for
1: alligator this. leather that sits near your ass all day, <laughs> like whatever.
2: I I don't like that. I don't like the the look of alligator wallet. No. Like the kind of like print, and why are there genuine? Ooh, a genuine alligator wallet that is purple, that is orange. How do you tint I, gator skin? And for what? Fake,
1: per- fake leather that like is not like animal flesh.
2: I mean, I guess that's where the price comes in. If it's I, genuine, I, most all other wallets. It's so weird. When I first searched wallets on Amazon, all of them were between twelve to like sixteen dollars. You yeah. know, a dollar fifty wallet <laughs> in the forties, and I had to purposefully look for these other wallets. This one, uh, Fendi men's uh buildful has like eyes on it that look like cartoon like Pokemon Gengar eyes and it's three hundred dollars. Yeah, that's not okay. If you It cannot be returned by the way, and it's handmade in Italy, so there's that.
1: If you purposefully choose to like have something made of like actual animal skin, you're a shitty person. (laughs) Yeah, like, if it's, like, leather and it's, like, you're not really thinking about it, but it's it's, like, oh, no, I'm going to pay the extra because I want it to be genuine, like, alligator,
2: you're a shitty person. Well, that's also, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of leather goods Yeah. that we have. I think, I mean, sure. I don't want to make anyone feel weird or uncomfortable. I think my wallet is a genuine leather wallet, but Mine I also paid 12 well. bucks for it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's the choosing. It's like the, I want to pay extra money to have, to make sure I'm having an actual animal skin.
2: Yeah, and we don't know where, I mean, I don't know where that leather is sourced, and maybe we should research that. But, I mean, you're using, we as a society eat so many animals, it would be a waste not to use this, the skin of them for other purposes. Right. But here's the thing, no one's eating alligator, are they? Like, that's going out of your way in the bayous of Florida, Louisiana, to find an alligator and then oh, kill it. I was
1: going to say, it happens. It happens down here. Like, people do it, yeah. But, like, ugh.
2: And people will eat anything.
1: Yeah. I, it's just, it, to me, it's the extra step of, like, of wanting to make sure. Like, if you're, like, a passive consumer, like, yeah, I'm buying animal products, fine. We all buy animal products. We, to a level... It would be very difficult for us to not use animal products, if possible at all. Um, like, but to like go out of your way to spend extra money for the I, what I can only assume the only benefit is like, is there a benefit? No, fuck that. Just don't do it. It's weird.
2: I don't know if there's a benefit at all. I don't like, know if gator skin wallet is better than any other type of skin wallet. No. Other than it's kind of weird and gaudy. Not to say that alligators aren't beautiful creatures, it's just...
1: You can't wear fur coats and you can't, like, purposely spend extra money to have actual dead animal skin for your wallet. Not allowed.
2: Here is a black nylon exterior, leather interior, $330 wallet from Gucci. Why? It's got Gucci's label on it. Guys, I don't I don't know if we meant to go into this K-hole of wallets, but yeah, there's some super expensive wallets you can get out there still. But it's awesome because it is just like it was back then. You have your $1.50 wallets and you have your $40 wallets. And really, that there's no in-between. When I'm looking on here, it's like start small and then, then you immediately go up to super expensive wallets. Don't know why. Maybe each of them has like maybe it has a $300 bill on the inside and and I'm just not seeing that. It's like the trick of all wallet gift giving.
1: So Jack, um, he gets talked into buying the $40 wallet because Mary's like, come on, you never do anything nice for anybody. Just this one time, buy him a nice gift. He's been working with you for 15 years.
2: Yeah. So (laughs) So he's like, all right, right, all right, I'll buy it.
1: He buys it, he fills out the card. Um, he's like, all right, wrap that up for me. Well,
2: oh, hold up. Does that come with a, can you put an inscription on it? Sure thing. What do you want him to put on it? The price.
1: <laughs> Linger. Whomp,
2: <laughs> Is this also when he, um, this isn't the sales clerk that he talks to in the sporting goods department, is it?
1: Uh, yeah. The next day they're off to the sporting goods. Yeah. Because he wants to buy Phil Harris, uh, some, uh, a gift that he hasn't put on a list. Um, the guy tries to sell him on some camping equipment. He's like, ah, he doesn't need camping equipment. No, he's a, he's a hunter. He hunts. He hunts. He hunts big game.
2: So many funny jokes though in the in between time. Jack Benny actually gets caught up on one of the jokes because he says something about how um, he goes and hunts big game, like you said. And the guy says, "Oh, does he hunt bear?" And Jack Benny misses the joke. I guess cue line. He, like, stumbles over himself. Everyone laughs. I don't know how they know what the joke's supposed to be.
1: No, it's it's pretty good because he starts to answer, him and he's like, wait, 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 wait. Let's go back. Uh, Could you say that again? And then he, as though he just thought of the joke.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's done very well.
3: Yeah, And I love
2: it. Like, I love when, I love just the way his voice sounds when he gets genuinely tickled on the show during the recording.
3: It's great. But
2: props to the people around him, man. The supporting cast... This guy, without missing it, without laughing, without breaking character, hey, say guy, how about you give me that line again? And he repeats it with a different... It's
1: Mel Blanc, who was the voice of pretty much every cartoon ever.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, dude, there's tons of people in this. There's that one guy who's in all those Bugs Bunny cartoons in a second, the guy who's actually wrapping all the presents.
1: Yeah, Mel Blanc, yeah.
2: So he tells him, like, you know, yeah. Is he hunting bear? he's like, no, they make him wear clothes. And then Jack's like, well, did you get the joke? And he's like, yeah, it was bad. <laughs> let me borrow your handkerchief. Uh, let me wipe it up. Like, it's just great. And it's just delivered yeah. so well. I do love that kind of, like, self-deprecating humor of him and his jokes. Because yeah. we know they're funny. But the, re- the fact that the rest of the people don't find them funny is kind of cool. Like, I mean, that's that's part of the, the charm of it all.
1: Definitely. Um, this is when Mr. Kitzel um, joins us.
2: Who is um, Mr. Kitzel?
1: I, I was going to say I now open the floor for questions about Mr. Kitzel. All
2: questions, friend. Who? What? First off, who is Mr. Kitzel? Kits Kitzel. I don't. I don't know it. Yeah. Kitzel.
1: Um. Okay. Now, I the, the weird thing about Mr. Kitzel is the first time I heard this character was on the Abbott and Costello Show. So this is um this this actor um, whose name is um, Artie Auerbach um he played this character, Mr. Kitzel, on both the Jack Benny and the and Costello show, which is just, it's crazy to me that you would carry over, like, a character like this. Oh, yeah. Um, weirder, um how would you describe Mr. Kitzel, Alex? Try to explain what this character is to someone in 2016. And then I will explain it to you.
2: Um, When he first comes onto the scene, Jack and Mary seem happy to see him because he is a popular character, but the way that his voice is and the way that he introduces himself makes me think that he's one of those um, acquaintances that are just around maybe your friend group that enter- that just kind of enters into a scene and is like, oh, hi! And you're like, oh, hey! And it's hard to get away from them when they're talking to you. Um... From his voice alone, I would say that he's—he seems like an immigrant, maybe like first-generation immigrant. Mm -hmm. Though he might also be the guy from um, Casablanca, the uh, or also from what is it, The Mummy?
1: Oh, uh, like a Peter Lorre type.
2: Very Peter Lorre type-ish. Huh. Also, I. Go ahead. go ahead, go ahead. That's all. No, no, I, that's no, no, all no, I have. Please, that's please, all I have. Please, please, please. That's the guy please. I imagined when he came out. But just maybe, maybe slightly more feminine. I don't know. What if I was to tell you, the character he's doing, was
1: it? It's seen at the time to be a stereotype of like a Jewish immigrant.
2: I totally get it. I mean, isn't that, isn't that that character I just described? I can't remember his name, but the guy who was in the Mummy in Casablanca, isn't that what he's kind of kind of channeling-ish i different that voice that
1: voice i like i never knew what it was supposed to be and like i never i like i this is like a if this is like a jewish stereotype i don't understand
2: no not at all it's weird
1: this show does play with like some like stock jewish archetypes especially with jack benny like it's like it's like really coded in there but mainly because jack benny himself was jewish And kind of came up from, you know, vaudeville and doing that sort of a character. But it kind of morphed into something that's not as uh, harsh as it may have been at one time. But, like, Mr. Kitzel, like, I never read that. I never got, like,
2: a Jewish thing. Immigrant maybe, but not Jewish.
1: Yeah.
0: Yes, I'm buying a Christmas present for my wife. She's always complaining she hasn't got what to wear. So I think I'll get her something sporty in the line of clothes, you know. Oh. Well, that sounds nice. Why don't you get your wife a pair of slacks? <laughs> you never saw my wife. <laughs> She's not the type to wear slacks. Why? Well, she should be slacks. She's lumpy. Not <laughs> <laughs>
2: in the slightest. That's yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh those, are times, oh, those are different times, Brad. Those are different times.
1: Um, So, story I was reading, because I looked him up on Wikipedia, in Ed Sullivan's column on March 29th in 1938, um, it announced that uh, our back would be marrying Cleo Manning, a young actress. Uh, Manning achieved some notoriety when she made her screen debut being kissed by Clark Gable in the 1941 film Honky Tonk. Cleo Manning's cousin, Lucille Ball, at the time a blonde RKO star, interceded in the marriage because Manning was not of age. (laughs) They were at the License Bureau when Lucille Ball persuaded them to wait.
3: Wow. So
1: Mr. Kitzel was going to marry an underage girl until Lucille Ball was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Now, eventually, they did get married. So, um, oh, wait a minute. Eventually, they did get married, but Auerbach's second wife, Doors, was much younger than him, and they never had children. So... huh. <laughs>
2: interesting
1: how crazy is that scandal
2: that's some pretty crazy scandal but his wife in the sh- to the char- the character's wife is much different than his real life underage wives <laughs> true she is like a lumpy person yeah she so keeps saying she's she's lumpy she's lumpy
1: I, I, yeah I'm gonna to play some audio from that cause it's so bizarre but he's a lovable character I enjoy all oh, of his definitely. appearances oh definitely um in every show i love
2: i love that uh mary suggests that he gets her a pair of slacks which i know for the 40s would have been like whoa and he recoils not because they're slacks and women shouldn't be wearing pants but because his wife is lumpy <laughs> again <laughs> yes. i don't understand how that's an excuse you don't know you don't know my wife she's lumpy oh
1: boy um, all right So after this, we get a bit, uh, well, uh, Jack's waiting on the, uh, on the, the, uh, the shopping clerk, and, um, he's, uh, checking other people out, and he's putting the money in the cash register, and, uh, Jack apparently gets too close to the cash register and gets his nose caught in it. (laughs) Which, there, there's a Jewish stereotype that I understand.
2: Definitely.
1: (laughs) That's what I've heard of before.
2: (laughs) I mean, I've heard of it. Um...
1: He likes money and he's got a big nose. I see that I can call out as as like a Jewish stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> but in the end, he he buys he buys Phil Harris a fishing rod and then we're off.
2: Yes, and this is when they go in the elevator, correct?
1: No, first uh, Jack wants to go back and uh, change the card on that wall. Oh yeah,
2: he's got to change he, the card.
1: I mean, he needs something more clever. So he's gonna write a he's gonna write a funny poem. So um, the the guy I'm working at the leather goods counter is not happy because he's already wrapped it with bows and ribbons and tinsel. You put tinsel in a package? I mean, it's a $40 wallet, I guess, but still.
2: That's a $400. There's a $40 slash $400 wallet in there, man. <sighs> That's got to come with a crazy rig out.
1: God, a $400 wallet.
2: The That's wrapping like, has to be extravagant, and the box that it comes in has to also have a secondary purpose.
1: That would be like if I bought you like um like um an iWatch band for Christmas.
2: Yeah, that was a four hundred dollar iWatch band.
1: <laughs> yeah, which oh, is about the price of one iWatch band.
2: The <laughs> official watching. Nike iWatch bands without the Nike watch. Yeah, I, I found them. No worries. Wink. Gross. It also came in this gold plated box. <laughs> With tinsel. With tinsel. At first, I thought you gave me just like a thing, a mass of tinsel. But no, as I was using, as I started to string it across my Christmas tree, this package came out. This priceless twenty-four karat gold box dropped to the floor. Mm-hmm. I opened it, and it's a Nike Apple Watch, man. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. Also, quick, quick question. He um, makes tinsel for or against.
2: Tinsel for or against? Yes. Against.
1: Absolutely. Garland all the fr- way, tinsel never.
2: Yeah. We did have tinsel on our tree as a kid, and I did like it, but I, I don't know why we had it. We don't have tinsel on my tree now.
1: A rope a garland is just fine. You don't yeah. have to. It's, it's, it's,
3: it's,
2: ugh. It's a mess. Oh, no. We had Gar Well, I guess we had both on our tree. Um, so he writes a little poem, driving the gift wrapper already kind of crazy this is the last time he's gonna change it he promises
1: Phil Harris has been doing all the shopping he's got all these packages oh no uh Rimley's bottle falls and cracks no and we get a joke about how uh um, how that they're getting dizzy from the vapors because everyone in this band is a fucking alcoholic <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, they said the one guy didn't do any camping, but when he does, he normally just sleeps outside in front of the house, because he's, you know, passed out being drunk and all, I guess. Right, right. Everyone loves this, by the way. I guess being a raging alcoholic in the 40s was something that everyone just kind of, like, laughed at and winked.
1: Who doesn't love a lovable
2: alcoholic? Aw. someone fall asleep in the yard? Wink. Do you know them? Alkies. Everyone. You know, he must not have—he must not be on the lucky level— you got to mix your cigarettes and alcohol. You're never going to be able to work. Truth. I wish that boy would take up smoking. He'd sleep in the yard less.
3: Ah. Would he, though?
1: Uh. Um, Phil says he's buying uh, all the members of the band um, um, house slippers. Because mm-hmm. he figures it's probably a better way to get them uh, to get them comfortable with the idea of wearing shoes.
2: <laughs> there is no for or against shoes question, because shoes are always for.
1: Got to. Got to wear shoes house shoes um i do like the joke um, where um after that he's like he's like well i guess i gotta go buy uh, i gotta go buy rimley uh, another bottle of cologne and they're like wait you bought him cologne yeah um if it w- if it was a bottle of something else you think i would be letting it seep into the ground
4: <laughs>
2: god this is just so t- so well written so tight on these jokes man it's just it's- great It is delightful. How many... You think they... They probably got to the level where they had, like, one rehearsal and they could just do it.
1: Surely. I mean, they've been doing this for so long. Like, I mean, the show's been on the air for 10, 15 years at this point. Yeah. Come on.
2: So now we get on the elevator, right? Yes. Get on the elevator. And there is a... I want to say a mini court. Uh, choir of dudes. It's the sportsman's
1: are... quartet. Yes. Which uh, in most episodes they usually just sing the uh, lucky strikes
2: jingles. But this time they're making s- they're uh, they're moonlighting for a little extra cash around the holidays, um, and they are serving as the elevator announcer. I'm assuming I'm not sure exactly what else that job would be called. I'm no announcer isn't all that they do. Don't they actually hit the button and just say, okay.
1: Yeah, they are They are the elevator attendants.
2: Attendant is the word I was looking for. Thank you very much, Brad. Um, except they, they don't know anything else but singing, Brad. They were born to do one thing, and that was to sing.
3: <laughs> born to sing!
2: <laughs> Good times, bad times. They're going vertical. Um, and they, every time they stop on the floor, they just sing it in the, I guess, the uh, styles of Jingle Bells, but they announce what's on the floor, and then they continue, and Jack is just...
1: And then at some point, it turns, it starts, they start singing about Lucky Strike.
2: Oh yeah, it becomes a full-on sing-song.
1: Pots
0: and pans, garbage cans, silverware and knives, buggy whips and pillow slips, china wearing chives, carton of smokes you love, make a perfect gift. Lucky's are the best by far, so give your friends a lift. Look at fellas, please, I wanted the mezzanine. Take me to the mezzanine. This floor. Tootsie <laughs> rolls, donut holes, button hooks and bows. Violins that fit chins, shovels, rakes and walls. Railroad pipes, lucky strikes, get them on this floor. Once you smoke the lucky strikes, we're sure that you want more. Look boys, I want to finish shopping. Now take me down to the mezzanine. Going down. Gasoline, gasoline, alligator bags. Cokes and pokes and billy and turtles. if it, it's it, Let us off, let us off, we got things to do. Merry Christmas to you all. And a happy new
4: year too.
2: And Jack and other passengers want to get off eventually, so they do. They get back off.
1: I do enjoy the, um, guys, uh, we're supposed to be going on the mezzanine. Um, this, uh, you let me off.
2: I mean, it's a wonderful. I think it's a creative, fun way to interject um, product placement into the bit. It just seemed like another adventure, but with singing and holiday. Definitely. Now, now after the elevator, I kind of forget. I think there's another card write rewrite. Yes. Yes. But this isn't um, when suicide, this isn't when things take no. a turn, right? This isn't no. when we go to a one bullet, one solution, one promise <laughs> scenario.
1: No, at this point he just goes and changes the guy's like, well, look, I've already sent it downstairs. He's like, well, you'll have to go get it. The customer's always right. And I just love the way Jack's like, well, just go get it.
2: Yeah, Well, it's not getting, it's... it's oh. He'll be out the door before you know it. You better go get it. I have a customer.
1: I have a customer. Look, I just
2: dropped $400 on a Uh, wallet. I'm pretty sure you can go get it.
1: I don't understand why this guy is so, like, flipping out about it. It's it's not like he's getting paid on commission. Like, what's happening?
2: Man, I don't know.
1: Like, just, okay, yeah, a guy makes you go get a card, like, five times. Whatever. You're still clocking out, like, at, at eight. Like, it's all good.
2: Maybe he's under pressure to, like, do other things around the department.
1: He works in the leather goods counter. Come on. How much shit is happening there?
2: Dude, people are on... I mean, I'm guessing a lot of people are buying the cheaper wallets. What part of a wallet is engraved? Was there, like, a metal plate on it that got an engraving, I'm assuming? No, I assume they're
1: engraving the actual leather.
2: So they're, like, branding it. Yeah. The price. (laughs) Forty dollars. Forty dollars.
1: It's a $40 wallet.
2: Can you imagine if everything had the price branded in it? That would change society real quick. Oh,
1: yeah.
2: Um, yeah, that guy's is is being driven down a path that he cannot return from for reasons we're not fully aware of. Because you're yeah. right, maybe he should just go get the wallet. <laughs> I don't want to take the whole the customer's always right to pros that Jack's taking so nonchalantly— but get the fucking wallet.
1: Yeah, it's just calm down. It's whatever, whatever. Um, this is when we meet the Beaver Scouts.
2: This is one of my favorite parts of the entire thing.
1: Uh, they're they're wanting to buy a gift for the treasurer of their uh, of of their scout troop, um, who's also a thirty nine in quote year old man
2: with a, with the most dreamiest blue eyes this side of um, some water body of water right or some city like it's, some... yeah
1: it's like his eye with eyes as blue as lake something or other
2: everyone laughs at this as they should and the clerk is th- saying uh why did you say that because that's kind of weird well every every uh scout has to learn to say that mister it's what we have to do before the uh, our treasurer will let us borrow money <laughs> at an interest rate by the way that's right.
1: I love the idea that Jack Benny has made himself the treasurer of a scout troop for the sheer purpose of taking their money and loaning it back to them at, at a high interest rate.
2: Well, that's something that's pretty... I mean, I guess you would need to teach kids about interest rates, and that's the best way to do it in scouts. Definitely. So they're going to get... They want to get them something. They want to get him them... An, they ask them if they want to... Like, what kind of tie they want to get them. They decide on one that sounds pretty weird. Um...
1: Well, it's weird. The the shopkeeper um suggests they get one that matches his favorite suit, which I don't know about this um
2: a, a, a tie that. Do you buy ties to to match a suit? I don't know if you do that anymore. Maybe you used to. Either that, or these kids are just crazy and don't understand what they don't understand suits. I mean, they're children; they've never had to wear one.
1: Yeah. But uh, um, they're like, no, we want to get one to match his eyes, and they go through all that. Uh, meanwhile, uh, so Jack is uh, working on a new poem for the card, um, and Dennis Day pops in. Everybody's favorite little kangaroo.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he's there to bring lunch to his mother, who is playing Santa Claus at the mall.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Out of nowhere. I was really upset we didn't get a crown from him. Well, we do we at do, uh, the end. Yeah, but it's not in the middle of the show out of nowhere. Yeah. And it's Ave Maria. Yeah. That's the Christmas song you sing every year? Yes. I mean, that's the Christmas song, Brad? I can think of like 40 other Christmas songs that I'd sing before Ave. I forget it's a song.
1: Yeah. Who doesn't? So uh, um, they're talking. He tells them uh, how his father sat on his mother's lap, not realizing she was Santa. And said that what he wanted for Christmas was a date with Hedy Lamarr. Um, and then apparently um, Dennis' mother beat the shit out of his father. <laughs> <laughs> like he stole Seriously. something.
2: Seriously.
1: Then he was singing, all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth.
2: Hilarious.
1: Oh, burn! Wicked burn!
2: God, this show is so good.
1: <laughs> so, um, while this is happening, Jack's looking around right, he's like, oh no, I um, excuse me, clerk... Um, I, I was I lost the card and he's like, Oh no 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 I, I went and I I put it in the package and I wrapped it up. Oh well I didn't get a chance to sign it yet.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and this um and then he freaks the fuck out. And uh, is this when he kills himself? This might be
2: where we hear I mean, what do we hear exactly? Is it a cat? Oh, no. Is it like no? Him we don't. Sorry.
1: Head? It's not there yet. We're not there yet.
2: Oh yeah. Of course so he has not. to go if down again. One thing, yeah. Yeah.
1: So he has to go down and get the fucking card again. Um. So this is when Jack's going to go and buy a gift for his sister.
2: Yeah. And what's the best gift you could get your sister, Brad?
1: Well, Alex, I don't have a sister, but I I know that you'll probably buy your sister lingerie for Christmas,
2: right? Um, it never crossed my mind that was something any human being would do.
1: Oh what, you've never done that?
2: No. No,
1: just a black like satin little number.
2: This might come as a shock to you and the listeners, Brad. I have never brought I've never bought my sister lingerie for well, any occasion. Well, Alex, let alone Christmas.
1: You are behind the times. <laughs> what the fuck?
2: I mean, in his defense, Mary does suggest this. Which I think should throw some uh, suspicion toward Mary. Why is she trying to push? Oh, Jack, you know what? You should get her some nice lingerie. Some nice black lingerie.
1: Ew. Um, The only thing that's creepier is the guy um, in charge of the um, lingerie counter.
2: Yeah. Pretty weird.
1: Who's a real fucking creep. <laughs> and then he, he has to uh, put on gloves... Because it makes him too nervous to touch, like, the silk lingerie?
2: What? What is nervous supposed to mean?
1: Ooh.
2: I don't understand that. Oh, I don't want to, but... Oh,
4: boy. Oh, boy.
2: Why are you putting on gloves? I get too nervous if I touch women's lingerie. Gross. Okay. I'm sorry, do you work here, or...? I'm a volunteer. The idea of someone going to stores and just <laughs> saying that they vo- they're volu- I'm volunteering here today. I'll be selling you lingerie. I'm a volunteer.
1: I'm doing my community service by volunteering at the mall.
2: <laughs> no thanks or money needed. I am merely performing a service for humanity. I am selling you lingerie today. No thanks. Excuse me, um, do you work here? yes i'm volunteering and i'm helping try to sell your lingerie i need to do a price check on this i'm not allowed to touch the computers that concept i kind of like there's something there i think i don't though i I will say without fail when i'm in some places especially kroger my actual employer people will stop me and ask me if i work there and try to ask me questions oh yes hey you work it you do you work here right well and that's the that's the bad part about not only say bad because i actually enjoy helping people for the most part um but in kroger when they ask it's kind of like well yeah but not in the way that not in the capacity where i'm supposed to help you i will anyway i will anyway bah. yeah
4: but, but in other,
2: sort of, so, go, go ahead. ahead i was gonna say in other places it's it's just weird do you work here? No. Well, oh, okay, let me rephrase that question though. Do you volunteer here?
4: <laughs> hmm.
2: I'm a, I want to ask someone that. I want to try to I want to I want to get this agitation wheel in motion. I want to start agitating by asking people. I'm sorry, do you volunteer here at a place they obviously are not volunteering at? Nice. I want to get to the seed of idea. Did you know you could volunteer at the bookstore? I didn't know you could do that. I think Did I might you know start the bookstores. No! Yeah, you know what? It really helps me to connect with the past when I volunteered there on the weekends. You know, bookstores should have volunteers, just to keep them running. They really should. Let's take our rounds, let's support it. Hey, do you need help with the Dewey Decimal System? You have not used it ever. You may not even know it's a thing. But I volunteer here on the weekends. (laughs) I'm not allowed to go by the counters. I am allowed to help you find books that you need. Do you need a book? Because I think you do. Wow. How would you volunteer at a Starbucks? Do you need somebody to misspell your name? Hi, I'm writing the names on the cups today. How ah. did you get back here? Oh, I'm a volunteer. Do we have those? You do now. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a thing that's sweeping the nation. You haven't read it? Re- check your sites. It's a thing. NPR did a piece on it. It's volunteering, giving back to the community.
1: Just going back there, like, uh, cleaning, like, the, like, the frat maker things with that weird, like, little, um, that, that crazy, uh, fountain washer thing they use.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look, I know that they like to clean it, like, twice a day, but I am a clean freak, and it's my community, and I'm just volunteering here, and I thought I'd clean it right, really quick, just right now. I also refilled the ice thing. I'm volunteering, right? Isn't it crazy? Yikes. <laughs> I don't want that to be what jumpstarts the economy. Is that what's going to happen when robots take everyone's jobs? Is that everyone? The next thing is like I just volunteer here. I think that's going to be bad. Maybe. Yeah. I yeah. think it's going to be bad.
1: Get out of the robot's way.
2: Get out of the way. Ra- <laughs> <laughs> but that yes, that's that's the that's how we stop that. Do you want to be in a robot's way? No. Stay home. Lucky speaking strikes. Of,
1: speaking of being in a robot's way we need self-driving cars immediately yes because I fucking had a drunk Uber driver this morning
2: seriously
1: I mean he was either drunk or like incredibly incredibly tired
2: oh he was he drunk was he was like, definitely drunk
1: I mean I, I don't know like his English wasn't good but it was bad it was like I was fucking freaked out um, I'm just gonna take a little detour to talk about this because I almost forgot you have to um, so yeah so he pulls like he he gets onto my street and he just stops at like the at the beginning of the street and i'm like that's gotta be my driver like what's going on and he just stops and like i know sometimes people's gps is a little slower than others um i think if you're fucking being an uber driver you should have a gps that actually functions um but i'm trying to wave him down and he's just not noticing me and i'm there's all he has to do is look up and see me, and I'm there. Like,
2: <laughs> Jeez. I'm
1: like, you know, it's like, it's it's a few houses down, but like, you should you can see the one person waving at you. Um, eventually I text him, um, and like eventually, like it's like probably like, it's three to five minutes of him just sitting there. He's blocking traffic. Like other cars are behind him. I don't live on a busy street. But other cars just can't get through because this guy's just stopped in the middle of the road, not doing anything. Eventually, wow. he slowly starts to amble forward. And, like, slowly... Like, I see when he sees me. And he's still driving so incredibly slow. It's insane. So I get in, and he mumbles something at me. And, like, granted, there's, like, an accent and, like, a maybe a bit of a language barrier. But still, whatever he says, like i'm still like this guy's either really tired or like a little drunk but i'm like i gotta go i got no time um let's see what's going on if it gets bad i'll just tell him to let me out so we start off and seems fine um and it's like it's a really short um ride to the to the bus terminal so i was like all right i think we'll be okay he gets like to the exit and like he takes the wrong exit. Like he gets off before he needs to, and I'm like, "All right, well, maybe. Ooh. I mean, you can still get there. It just takes a little longer." Um, but I'm like, "Oh, this is a hassle." So he gets there. So then he start. So then we're actually near um the bus stop, tram- and he's like, "Are you okay back there?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm fine. What are you?" Sure, are you okay up there? What are you talking about? Am I okay? But yeah, I'm fine. Like, what's what's going on? He's like, "You want to keep going?" And I'm like. I'm starting to question, I'm like, um... And now we're like three blocks away, so I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't understand what's going on. So then he's about to pull into, like, the... He, he almost turns into a bus-only lane that is clearly labeled, no traffic, do not drive here, bus-only lane. And I have to In, stop dude. him because he is turning onto it. And I'm like, no, no, you can't go down this road. And then he, like, gets confused, and he backs up, and it's a fucking nightmare, and I'm like, oh, fuck. <sighs> like, and, like, I'm there now. Like, he's just gotta make it around the block, so I'm like, well, I guess I'm staying in here until we make it around the block. Hope I don't die. Um, so he gets into the right fucking lane. Um, we get the, and he just kind of stops, like, bef- right before we get to the bus terminal. And I'm like, just—just just pull up into the drop-off area. Okay, and he goes forward about a foot, and then he stops and looks confused— and I'm like, just, just pull, pull over into the drop-off area, the area where the cars are dropping people off. That's right there. <laughs> like, just, just keep going to the right. Just don't stop in the middle of the road. Just keep going to the right, where the cars are, dropping people off. And it's like a minute, and I'm like, I'm about to just get out, even though it would be incredibly um, dangerous for me to do so. <laughs> but he figures it out and drops me off, and I'm like, fuck this. And yeah, I gave him the lowest uh, rating I could and wrote, up, wrote him up on Uber. So Makes
2: hopefully sense. he's not
1: driving. I haven't heard back from Uber. Are,
2: so. they, are they normally responsive about bad? I think so. Who do you think is more of a monster? That guy this morning or the guy that yelled at you over the phone and reported you? Because he was a jerk and crazy.
1: I mean, that was just a deuce bag. This guy could get someone killed.
2: Yeah, like, and himself killed.
1: I mean, I, I just, I still want to hope that like he'd been just driving all night and wasn't drunk. Like if he, if, if I, if I, if I had any stronger suspicion that he was drunk, like, oh, I would have fucking, I would have fucking ruined him because fuck that.
2: Well, dude, Cannot. surely, surely you would have smelled alcohol yeah, given I, his intoxication level in this closed space. Cause where is he going to do it if he's been driving and Ubering all night? If he was drinking.
1: Well, I mean, that's it. I I don't know if he had been drinking or if he had been Ubering all night. Or if he had been drinking. I think it was one or the other. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt that he was just super tired, but still, he shouldn't be driving. I, there's not much of a difference, really. Uh, like the guy shouldn't be on the road. So, um,
2: get him off. But get him off. Take his keys.
1: So uh, we have an appearance from Rochester. Jack catches him uh, um, shopping for his gift.
2: Um, he wants to give Ro- He wants to give. Uh... Jack something that's pretty cheap. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's pretty good. He starts off. with, It's like a, I think it's okay. Like, what is it? Scarfs or a, a handkerchief or something. And it's like, uh, well, we've got this one. It's like a ten dollars. Uh, Gonna have to be a little bit lower. Well, we've got this one here. It's uh, five dollars.
3: Uh, I don't know. Well...
1: We got one seven fifty. Um, you keep going until you get to a dollar twenty five. <laughs>
2: And this puts Jack over the edge, right? Is this no? He actually runs into the guy after this, right? That he's buying the wallet for.
1: And so he he asks, "Well, how much does uh? What does he usually get you for Christmas?" And Roger says, "He usually gives me a crisp, one dollar bill, and a lecture about the dangers of wine, women, and song."
2: <laughs> I enjoyed that. Oh yeah, definitely.
1: So he decides uh, one last time he's gonna go back and, uh, uh, and go back and deal with this uh, uh, leather uh, counter, and he's like, you know what? Ah. And the guy's like, no, I can't, I can't fucking deal with this. I can't deal. With this. He's like, I, I can't change the card again. And he's like, no, no, I don't want to change the card. I want to change the wallet. I want to get the dollar ninety-five wallet.
2: <laughs> and that's too much.
1: I love the guy's like, I can't, I can't deal with this. Um, I wish I wish the governor had never pardoned me. <laughs> And then he pulls out a gun and kills himself.
2: In the arms of a Nephilim. Fly away. <laughs> <I'm
1: here>. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Jack's like, huh, well I'll just put the put the money in his hand here and I'll get yeah. the wallet
0: here. Clark here's the package. I got it up from the delivery room. I'll go on and sign the card. No, no, no. That's not important now. I want to change the wallet.
4: <laughs> what?
0: Instead of the $40 one, I'll take the one that costs $1.98. <laughs> Gee, he was such a young fellow, too. <laughs> Well, I'll take the dollar ninety-eight wallet and put the money in his hand. <laughs> Come on, Mary, let's go.
1: It's beautiful. And this is when they finally run into Don Wilson, and uh Don's buying a gift for his gardener. He just bought him a forty-dollar wallet, and they're like, "You, you bought your gardener a forty-dollar, a four hundred-dollar wallet?" Well, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't buy one of those dollar ninety-five wallets. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't give a dog a fucking dollar ninety-five wallet.
2: <laughs> and um. Mary and Jack are fed up at this point. Doesn't Mary say something like, well, you better start barking, buddy. Yes. And then they leave them all in a huff. Hmm. <laughs> and that's the epi- that's their episode, except yes, for the yeah. fact that they sing Ave Maria out of nowhere, like they yeah. do every year. Ugh. Oh, and just like we do every year, we're going to sing Ave Maria. Good night, everybody. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. I mean, it's a good rendition of, yeah, happy holidays. Do we do who won and who lost? Sure. Um The guy who killed himself lost.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was okay.
2: driven to insanity by a man who did not care.
1: Leatherman don't get nervous. Leatherman don't get nervous.
2: Oh yes they do, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes they do.
1: Um You know who I think won? The spirit of chaos himself, the Floor Walker.
3: The Floor Walker.
1: He was there the whole time watching this, orchestrating these nightmares, pushing this man to commit suicide.
2: My goodness, the floor walker. <laughs> it's making all the sense now.
1: Hmm. <laughs> I also could say um Donaldson's gardener won,
2: because he got a four hundred dollar fucking wallet. Yup. I mean, yeah, obviously that person won. Because let's let's put money where victory is. Out of everyone in this episode, he came away with a cash prize of $400. (laughs) Roughly uh, adjusted for inflation, but 40 bucks back then. That's a lot of money for a gardener. Yeah. Or a lot of money for something that a gardener can put his money in, his meager earnings into. (laughs) Poor guy. Who knows what was embroidered on that thing? Or, I guess, etched into the fine, authentic, uh, Bovine hide. manzies So we found the guy who killed himself. Lost. <laughs> the guy, the gardener, got the wallet. Is the winner. Yeah. Is yeah. best dressed, worst dressed, something we can even fathom in this? I, I, I don't. No one has gotten their ensembles. No one speaks of their ensemble.
1: You know, Oh wait, wait, wait. Okay, all right. Worst dressed is the shoeless band.
2: Yes. Easily. Um,
1: Best Jack's sister.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's a looker, I hear. Loves uh, fine things. Her brother buys lingerie. her the
1: sexiest lingerie. Oh, with with hoops on the bottom.
2: Yeah, what was that about?
1: Oh uh, well, the hoops they they you attach to your toes so it doesn't ride up in the night.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. I mean,
1: that's a daring that's a daring ensemble. That's,
2: yeah, that's. Someone's taking some risks, and I think that might yeah, pay off
1: who this love holiday a, season. A sexy black silk uh, nighty with uh, hoops for your toes.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a pretty crazy episode. Loved it, though. Indeed. Can't wait to watch more in the future. Zaffo. Brad, before we wrap things up, I would like to begin something that I hope that you and Jonathan finish. Oh. Let's start it. And so help me, you and Jonathan may finish it. (laughs) If you guys don't, I would love to do it. Mm -hmm. But I have in front of me um, a list of the 100 greatest toys of all time. Nice. And I would like to take you from the 20s up to the 60s, if I can, and maybe pass the torch on to future episodes. Because these are gift ideas of kids they would, what kids would get in certain time periods. We may even be able to split this up on the next couple of episodes. So maybe we we'll only right. do a few of these. I'm gonna start with the 20s. In the 20s, one of the hottest gifts was the Radio Flyer Wagon.
1: Whoa. All right. Classic.
2: Yeah. Uh, when it was mass-produced, it cost just under $3. <laughs> Is a wagon a toy?
1: <laughs> I mean,
2: I, I guess... It's, it's a child's first vehicle, I guess, at a young age, during the twenties, which is when this was super popular.
1: You can carry all your cool twenty shit around. Like, how great is that? I got a log and like,
2: <laughs> here's some rocks I found in the neighborhood. A
1: rock and an orange oh, I got some mud. We can make currency.
2: Oh yeah, let's. How about we take? Let's get. I don't. You know what I didn't get with my dollar fifty wallet? Money. <laughs> Let's make some out of mud and put it in that wallet. It ah. cleans up real well. <laughs> um, another toy that was popular in the 20s was the chemistry set. I'm oh. not sure that's a, I mean, it's... I love the practicality of gifts in the 20s. Here's a I wagon you can haul things in, and here's a chemistry set. Don't kill yourself. <laughs> I
1: wanted a chemistry set so bad when I was a kid.
2: It was released as an educational toy in 1923, marketed solely as to boys. The kit was designed to teach basic chemistry skills, but by nice. today's standards, it was nothing short of a homemade, secu- uh, a homemade sec- security breach. Experiment number one, let's learn about explosives. Literally, that was the first book in these. Let's learn to make things explode.
3: Nice.
2: Um, uh, the joy buzzer, Brad, was something else kids loved in the 20s. Ugh, it's
1: worst. There's a toy yeah, that never worst. works.
2: Kids in the 20s loved it, as did they. They also loved the yo-yo.
1: I, re- I joy buzzer for a second. I just you had a joy a buzzer? Kid. Yeah, I got one as a kid at some point. Um, like probably the flea market or something. You know, a stupid thing for a dollar. Like here, have this toy so like you don't annoy us. Um, and I just remember like, is it? Am I doing it right? Is it working? How, what's this supposed to do? I don't understand. It doesn't do anything
2: doesn't it just kind of move and make a loud noise yeah like it's not electric shock is it or is no. it no
1: no it's basically you wind it up and it's got like a little button and if you, even if you like shake someone's hand with enough force then I guess it kind of it spins out and I guess makes a little bit of noise and kind of vibrates slash moves so you're yeah, like oh it, that's surprising
2: it, this that's is classic concept. Yeah, this is the classic marketing. Shock is put in quotation marks. Developed in 1928, it wasn't uh, officially patented until 1932. The buzzer doesn't actually deliver an electric current, but rather a loud vibrating noise. Just enough to shock the unsuspected. Fuck joy buzzers, the 20s. What's up, 20s? The yo-yos apparently date back uh, to 500 B.C., 500 BCE, of course. I'm sorry. But they didn't get mainstream success until the 20s, which is pretty neat. So yo-yos I can get behind. Sure. It was called the Wonder Toy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, apparently pop-up books became a thing in the 20s. That's a good gift. Nice. They were initially called movables. Get your book. It's a movable book. Some of these people are saying that the first pop up books were books that had like spinning discs that talked about like philosophical theories when you could just kind of like turn it and have them line up with certain things and explain different stuff. That's not a pop up book. That's an interactive book. That's one of those movable bullshit things you were talking about back in the day. <laughs> in ye olden times, in the 14th century, in 1920, they made real pop up books. And the first one was called the Daily Express Children's Annual. Just illustrations that popped up. So, okay, we're about to move into the 30s, but so far, what do you think of the 20s for kids' toys?
1: Eh, Ah, eh, titter mess, titter
2: Shocker's at the bottom of the list. The stuffed stuffed Mickey Mouse was the hottest toy in the 30s. Wow. Hottest toys. Couldn't keep... uh, Kids loved them. It looked like the old Mickey Mouse, so it's kind of weird. It was also about the size of a toddler, so that's kind of weird. Wow. Um, finger paints were something that were also introduced in the 30s I can't help but think that these were lead lined and probably the worst oh, things yeah. in the world <laughs> Merry Christmas here's your lead
1: paint how do you I you were do it safer with, with the chemistry set
2: yeah much safer with that chemistry set that would teach you how to make explosives but specifically teach you how to make them like alright but at least the chemistry set
1: would be like, "Hey, um, be careful with these explosives." Yeah. Um, the fingerprints not saying anything. It's saying, "Have a party. Put it in your mouth."
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, in the '30s, the sock monkey was also something that was pretty, pretty. Okay. And so we have
1: Man, a I stuffed love mouse, monkey.
2: a stuffed sock monkey. Okay. I saw a stuff. I saw a sock monkey. I saw two sock monkeys that were scary. Oh. One of them was a peekaboo sock monkey that would had its eyes covered with its own hands. It would look at you and go peekaboo. <laughs> and it would laugh with like three children's laugh tracks. So it was possessed. Okay. This was supposed to be for children. It's not going to be in my house. Um, uh, and then I saw like a decorative, like th- holiday sock monkey that was larger than the uh, Mickey Mouse toddler. One I just talked about. This thing was fucking huge. It was, it was like a four feet tall. Why? Why? I like that. Uh, the Buck Rogers branded uh, disintegrator pistol. Nice. Hot. Hot in the 30s. That's actually pretty cool. It's
1: pretty right. Ra- I'm liking the 30s right now. I'm
2: liking 30s it. 30s are a pretty good time for toys because they also introduced in 1934 uh, the microscope set where you could get a microscope, like mass produced. Nice. Wow. That is awesome. I like it. What would you take? I I think I would take Microsoft. uh, Microsoft. I think I would take Microsoft over a chemistry set. (laughs) The company that made Windows. (laughs) No, but um, yeah, microscopes were awesome. I loved those as a kid. What do you think about beach balls, though?
1: Ah, beach balls can fuck off.
2: Is that a who said I want a beach ball for Christmas? (laughs) In the '30s, apparently they did. Uh, That's kind of weird definitely oh and their red rider bb gun was a 30s toy made famous by well we we watched the christmas story when we were in uh tennessee and i had to explain so many things to joey he asked why are they giving guns for christmas which i was like you know what (laughs) that is a good question to ask (sighs) i wish certain people who had produced a show called dragnet could hear you say you but a mere child say such a thing (laughs)
1: I think this year um, it's going to be much different when I watch A Christmas Story because um, I just realized like a couple of weeks ago it clicked in that, oh yeah, the guy that does uh, A Christmas Story, the narrator guy, um, that's also the voice of Pa Progress on the Carousel of Progress.
2: That is amazing.
1: I was like, oh yeah, I I knew that guy's voice sounded familiar.
2: Didn't click. Here's a fun trivia fact. That guy's actually in the movie. He tells them about how the line... Uh, ends here but it begins back there when they go to see Santa Claus. Yeah. Most people I guess don't catch up on that. As a child I didn't, but as an adult I immediately was like, Oh, that's the same guy. Ble- yeah. Blew people's minds. My mother had never noticed that. And that's um, the
1: guy that that's the guy that wrote it too. That's yeah. the actual guy.
2: Pretty 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 cool. Joey Joey really liked it. One, it's a movie about kids at Christmas, and it's an old time when I guess kids shot people with guns. Like he could not believe it. He was like, "This is weird." Um, so that's the. Th- oh, also, army men first appeared in the 30s. Like Gross. plastic little green army men.
1: Fuck that. Nope.
2: I just I just assume all. Ooh. Soon companies were manufacturing enemy forces because obviously the American forces were green, army green. Germans were manufactured as gray and Japanese were manufactured as yellow. Mm. Interesting. Uh, Viewmasters were also introduced in the 30s. Why Really? That's pretty crazy. Huh. In my mind, all of these just happened in the 50s and 60s. Um, uh, how about bubbles, Brad?
4: <laughs> mm.
2: 1940, every kid loved bubbles. That's the first time that they actually, I guess, used the chemistry sets that they got in the 20s to mix and match and suddenly well, wait a minute. We can make bubbles that actually work and not just soap in a dish but like bubble bubbles that kids can blow around.
1: I just remember at my 17th birthday party um, uh, when we were all at the cabin, um, for, like for whatever reason, I think my mother had like some like bubbles in the car for like my little cousin's And Wilson, like, just started blowing bubbles. And then he ran out of, like, the bubble solution. And he was like, well, we can make some more. Does anyone have any glycerin? (laughs) (laughs) Like, no, Wilson. No, we don't have glycerin. (laughs) Like,
2: stop blowing bubbles.
1: (laughs)
3: This is
2: ridiculous. Do you have glycerin? And you just were waiting for this (laughs) opportunity to bring it out? Do you have your chemistry set with you? (laughs) Present it. I need you to present glycerin, please. Because that's...
1: Amazing, that was a fun time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Little Golden Books apparently oh, got wow. their uh, they they were first they were published yeah in forty two hmm. went off the like part of it I guess was because they had some Disney properties, but um yeah just took off. All right, Slinky. Slinky was the forties. The picture on this website is the kid looking at it with his head kind of cocked, with his mouth kind of gaped open, like, is this a toy?
1: <laughs> That's kind of how I feel.
2: this, is might this blow- a toy? Is this a toy? This might blow your mind, Brad. The Magic 8-Ball was created in the 40s.
1: In the 40s. I thought for sure that would be 60s. That seems like a 60s thing.
2: Um, the guy who made it got the idea <laughs> from his mother... Um, who was a professional psychic. Oh. He watched her give crystal ball readings and thought, "Oh, I could, I could make that. Nice. <laughs> There's nothing fancy about that ball. Here, I'll make one too. With well, other people could just You're read work, into mother. what it
1: says. You're out of work, you stupid, stupid woman.
2: <laughs> that had There had to be a rivalry there, right? Like, there was something for that. Oh, yeah. See here, woman. I'll put an end to this insanity. I'll give psychic powers to the masses. Uh, another guy was thinking about giving Legos to the masses because the Legos also Lego I mean Legos were kind of around and there was competing brick things But Legos were the first ones to take off the 40s are popping Apparently the 50s is when water balloons came out hmm. That's eh. Water balloons silly putty Eh, what do you do with silly putty now that we don't have newspapers and comic books nothing, yeah. right? Yeah, nothing. No clue I remember uh, pushing Silly Putty down on, like, old comic books and, like, stretching people's faces. Purposefully making a Fantastic Four, like Mr. Fantastic, and stretching it. Like, yeah! (laughs) I'm gonna set him free from that page. (laughs) (laughs) Jackson's a weird place. Um, Fisher-Price Little People were in the 50s. Color Forms were in the 50s paint by numbers apparently started getting popping in the 50s and so was mr potato head which the og mr potato head is terrifying it is literally a potato
1: yeah yeah you just got like pieces you stuck them on a potato
2: that's weird wiffle ball matchbox cars came around in the 50s so did s- pest dispensers
1: you know what i'm 30s all the way 30s are winning it for me so far
2: yeah are pest dispensers toys it's like calling a glass a toy it's like calling a glass no
1: no because pez is the shittiest candy ever it's not a good candy it's a better toy than it is a candy let's be real. let's get let's get serious about this alex i'm tired of the bullshit all right the world (laughs) needs to know pez is a better toy than a candy (laughs) is this a candy
2: Slinkies are toys, no, but Pez is better as Slink, a toy.
1: Slinkies are
2: paperweights, Pez is a toy. Pez isn't food, it's it's a toy, okay. Uh, Gumby also came out in the 50s. We're having, we're, Play-Doh came out in the 50s and it originally was in like a can. Oh, Not wow. like a plastic can, like well what they call a can, but like a old school metal can.
1: Let me get my can opener here and uh, let's get into this Play-Doh. Uh, <laughs> just crank this thing around here.
2: It originally was <laughs> white. And then they, did, they didn't they did add color for like a few years.
1: Wow.
2: Here's some white Play-Doh. Tonka trucks? Eh. Frisbee? 50s has like the craziest <laughs> amount of toys so far. That weird corn popper thing that kids have apparently? I didn't know it was called a oh. corn popper. Yeah. The thing that's like a globe that has like balls that pop up? Yeah.
1: Hey, kids, uh, learn what it's like to use a lawnmower and have just as much annoying noise.
2: Seriously. Okay, it was released in 57, and it retailed for $50, Jeez. which is $430 now. You could get a wallet in the 30s, or you could get a corn popper in the 57. I don't I'm sorry. I, what? Fuck you, corn popper. No, can't. <laughs> The Pogo Stick, Hula Hoops, Barbie came out in the 50s. So did Troll Dolls. Do we know about, is the Troll movie okay? Beats me. I'm assuming not. Toy Trains. Okay, at this point, we're so oversaturated. Fake Vomit came out in the 50s. How is that a good toy? Time, what are you talking about? Guys, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. Tell us about your holiday. Get in contact. Go to ramjackpodcast.com. And find ways to get in contact with us through all kinds of methods. One of our favorite methods, I would say, is a Facebook group. Get in there. See what's up.
1: Yes, do it. And friends, uh, we know uh, during the holiday season, we all like to treat ourselves. uh, um, You know, sometimes uh, we'll uh, buy expensive, nonsensical wallets for each other as gifts, as tokens of appreciation. If you want to live in the lap of luxury... Or if maybe you just given the fuck up on life.
3: May I please
1: just suggest Brownies Happy
3: holidays. Happy holidays! While the merry bells keep ringing may your every wish come true ding dong merrily on high in heaven the bells are ringing ding dong verily the sky is riven with angels singing glow. I saw three ships come sailing in on Christmas Day, on Christmas Day I saw three ships come sailing in on Christmas Day in the morning And what was in those ships all three on Christmas Day, on Christmas Day And what was in those ships all three on Christmas Day And the new boy in the neighborhood Lives downstairs and it's understood He's there just to take good care of me Like he's one of the family Charles in charge of our days and our nights Charles in charge of our wrongs and our rights And And I I I sing, I want, I want Charles in charge of Good king whence the looked out On the feast of Stephen When the snow lay round about Deep and crisp and even Brightly shone the moon that night Though the frost was cruel When a poor man came in sight Gathering winter fuel Streaks on the china Never mattered before Who cares When you drop kick your jacket As you came through the door No one blared. But sometimes things get turned around and no one's spared All hands look out below There's a change in the status quo Gonna need all the help that we can get According to our new arrival Life is more than mere survival We just might live these the holly and the ivy, when they're both full grown Of all the trees that are in the wood, the holly bears the crown I'm standing on the edge of tomorrow And it's all up to me how far I go I'm standing on the edge of tomorrow I've never seen such a view before A new world before my eyes So much for me to explore It's where my future lies Today I'm standing at the edge of tomorrow From here the future looks bright for me And it's all up to me how far I go It's my time to break away I'm standing on the edge of tomorrow I'll be home for Christmas You can plan on me Please have snow and mistletoe and presents on the tree. Happy Holidays! Happy Holidays! May the calendar keep bringing Happy Holidays to you. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true, you're a pal and a confidant. And if you threw a party, invited everyone you knew, you would see the biggest gift would be from me, and the card attached would say, Have yourself a merry little Christmas, let your heart be light. Next year, all our troubles will be out of sight. Once again, as in olden days, happy golden days of yore. Faithful friends who are dear to us will be near to us once more. Someday soon we all will be together,
2: if the fates
3: allow Until then, we'll have to muddle through somehow. So have yourself a merry little... Christmas, Christmas time is near. Time for toys and time for cheer. We've been good, but we can't Walking on air, I never thought I could feel so free. He flying away on a wing at a prayer. Who could it be? Believe it or not, it's just up on the housetop, reindeer paws. Out jumps good old Santa Claus. Down through the chimney with lots of toys All for the little one's Christmas joys Ho ho ho, who wouldn't go? Ho ho ho, who wouldn't go? Up on the housetop, click 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 Down through the chimney with old Saint Nick Deck the halls with boughs of holly, fa la 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 Tis the season to be jolly, fa la 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 Don we now our gay apparel, fa la 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 Troll the ancient yuletide carol, fa la 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 I wanna buy these shoes for my mama, please. It's Christmas Eve and these shoes are just her size. Merrily, merrily, now we go, Christmas bells are ringing, caroling, caroling through the snow, Christmas bells are ringing, joyous voices, sweet and clear, sing the sound of hearts to cheer, ding-dong, ding-dong, Christmas bells are ringing. dan I heard the bells on Christmas Day. Their old familiar carols play And wild and sweet The words repeat Of peace on earth, good will To... Denver, the last dinosaur He's my friend and a whole lot more Denver, the last dinosaur Shows me a world I never knew before Star of the wonder, star of night Star with royal beauty bright Westward leading, still proceeding Guide us to thy perfect light Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer Had a very shiny nose And if you ever saw it You would even say it glows All of the other reindeer Used to laugh and call him names They never let poor Rudolph Join any reindeer games Then one foggy Christmas Eve Santa came to say Sometimes the world looks perfect Nothing to rearrange Sometimes you just Get a feeling like you need some kind of change No matter what the odds are this time Nothing's gonna stand in my way This is flame in my heart And a long lost friend Gives every dark street a light at the end Standing tall On the wings of my dream Arise and fall On the wings of my dream The rain and thunder The wind and haze I'm bound for better days It's my life It's my dream Nothing's gonna stop me now Happy holidays Happy holidays May, May the ca- calendar keep bringing Happy holidays, holidays to you.
4: Happy Holidays! Yeah. Happy holidays.